listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two pals recap romance novels in great detail and sometimes limited accuracy, while giving you our hot takes and cackling maniacally. This week, we're going to start off with a Patreon shout-out. Sylvia P., you are descended from Jezda, or Jezzy Baba, a Polish wild woman goddess who was the epitome of creative and badass. Jezzy Baba is portrayed as a witch who flies through the air in a mortar, using the pestle as a rudder. No one can follow her because she sweeps away her tracks using a broom made of human hair. Her house in the forest revolved around because it sat atop three pairs of chicken legs that dance. Look, you're 30 now, and that means truly embracing yourself. Turning 30 in 2020 gives you extra power, my friend. So when things get overwhelming, lean into your jesdiness. If those who approach you are pure of heart, feel free to expend your energy to make the world better. If they're not pure of heart, or haven't properly prepared themselves for your glory, eat their souls and use that extra energy to achieve your dreams. That nose piercing already signals to the world that you're a weird, and if Jezzy Baba taught us anything, it's that there's great power in not having fucks to give anymore. If you're interested in getting awesome perks like bonus episodes, shoutouts, and gifts, head over to our Patreon. And now we've got a special treat. Sarah Wendell of Smart Bitches Trashy Books joined me to recap one of the most bonkers town bananas books I've ever read. So without further ado, here is our conversation on Nicholas, The Lords of Sater, Book One, by Elizabeth Amber. Hi, Sarah! Hello, <laughs> how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I I feel like I should apologize for making you read this book. I feel like I should bow down at your feet as you stand in front of a statue of (laughs) Bacchus because uh, this book was everything. (laughs) I told Aaron, um, I was like, Aaron, this thing comes out swinging in the prologue and it's swinging double dicks. That's right. And (laughs) she's like... And she goes, okay, so I know that I'm the one who set this up via email, but I feel like the right bosom is reading it. <laughs> She's like, the left bosom might have set it up, but the right bosom is reading it. This is a full <laughs> bosom read. Everyone is involved in the creation of this. This is the book oh. where if someone asks me, Sarah, what's the most fucked up, absolutely over the top, completely <laughs> banana crackers, utterly utterly impossible to believe romance you've ever read and and i'm talking to someone who's fluent in the genre and knows wide pool this is this is easily (laughs) in the top three this thing is is. top three this is this is really something isn't it (laughs) this gave me such joy like i I can't even i'm like almost crying i'm so happy about it like 
So I've been in a little tiny bit of like a reading slump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, it's gotten to the point where I usually like audiobooks, but especially for books that I'm reading for the podcast, I like to actually look at them. Oh, yeah. It, it gets into my brain better. Lately, I've had to do the past like four books that we've done for the podcast on audio because I just like can't get my brain into it. Oh, I know. This, I, I've already ordered book two. <laughs> like, I, I'm toast, Sarah. I'm done. It's over. This is my life now. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. I'm really no. sorry. You have done beautiful things for my whole world. Um, all you needed like, was some double dick satyr loving weirdos oh my god With i need some glowy issues. nipples yeah oh, glowing nipples i want some glowy nipples i want some dubcon i want some <laughs> i want some middle-aged orgies i want it i needed it I want, I want evil lesbians getting eaten by trees yes that's what i want i mean I, look honestly i need like brother fucking of all kinds oh yeah ah, i need what happened to me <laughs> You know what I need? I need this to be the one and only seeker. Forget all other seekers. <laughs> oh my god! I need this I to be sought. the one and sought. only seeker. There is yeah. no other seeker. Forget any other series that might I have can't. been written. This is the only no. seeker you need. That's right. That's the one. When that? Oh my god! I think we have to jump in because otherwise, I I purposefully did not take notes on this book because I knew that if I took notes, we would be here for five hours because oh, yeah. I'd be like, no, no. And then on this page, oh yeah, this happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot wait to make Aaron read book two so that we can do it for <gasps> Patreon. Oh my god! Like, can I help? Can I join? Yeah. Can I coach? <laughs> can I just cheer in the background? Like, oh my god! Yay! Of course you can. <laughs> This series is truly a gift. I mean, it's it's a gift. I'm not sure what kind of gift. I, I mean, it's a gift that gave me a measurable joy. So I owe you for the rest of my life, Sarah, that you introduced me to this. You're welcome. <laughs> Before we get started, can I ask you about your piercings? Yeah. What about, What do you mean? I didn't know you had both a, a nasal and a lip. Yeah, yeah. So I have a Monroe and I have a, a nose piercing. Yeah. So I got before in January, oh, wow. I got a tragus Ooh. and I am waiting for the piercing for the piercing to heal and I'm waiting yeah. for piercing places to open in my state so that I can yeah. replace the piercing stud. Are, do you have piercing jewelry or are those glittery studs? So these are piercing jewelry, but I got it at a place that just had really fucking pretty <gasps> piercing jewelry. Ooh. Yeah. So they do. Gorgeous. Um, they had, it's called BVLA is the jewelry company. I love them. Yeah. I yeah, have yeah. such a wish list from them. Oh, same. And I like honestly can't really afford my wish list at all because Ooh. it is a bit pricey. Oh, just a bit. But yeah, so I was on a vacation with my son in Oregon and I visited a friend and she's like my super cool friend who's always been super cool, you know? Yeah. She's just effortlessly wonderful. And we I had told her since I was like 18 that I wanted to get these piercings. And so she knew this. She's known me since I was 18. And she was like, Melody, what's stopping you anymore? And I was like, oh, oh my I'm gosh, like, I'm like 31 now. Am I allowed to get like cool kid, cool chick piercings? Am I allowed to do that? I have a child with me. And she was like, we take him to the piercing parlor. We go and we do it. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be the person that I want to be. That's what I'm going to do. They look fabulous. Thank you. I went through the same thing only with me. I was 44. And I yeah. was like, wait, 
I was never allowed to get my ears double pierced. Wait a minute. No one's stopping me. So now I have three holes in each ear and then I got a tragus. But I'm still waiting for the piercing places to reopen so that I can buy nice jewelry because I also learned that in my old age, I'm very sensitive to crappy earrings and I can't have nickel. You can't do it. No, I can't either. Nope. And I used to be able to put whatever the hell in my ears. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Now it's like, no, it needs to be gold and perfect. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I've always been pretty sensitive. And so I was really happy that they were able to do it with like very pretty jewelry oh, because I gorgeous. I have not. Yeah, I haven't had the need or want to change them at all. At some point, I do want to try out a nose ring. Yeah, but that's definitely going to wait until my daughter is not in the age where she grabs anything on my face. Uh, yeah, she'll pull yeah. it right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Good, good strategy. <laughs> Thank oh, <yeah>. you. <laughs> Okay, are we ready to talk about other piercings? Because there are other piercings in this book. I was just thinking we do need to talk about multiple piercings in multiple kinds of ways. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, you guys, we read Nicholas, Lords of the Satyr or something like that, right? Yes. Nicholas is the title of the book, but the series. Yeah, the series is Lords of the Satyr. Not to be confused with Satyr which is a Jewish holiday I celebrate. Correct. And when I told my husband that's what I was reading, he was like, Lords of the Seder? What, like Passover? <laughs> I'm like, yes, but, there, but there's a whole other kind of dipping that we're doing here. So many other dippings. There's there's no matzo balls in sight. Lots of balls, though. Lots of balls. Unfortunately, no matzo balls. All right. We open up on a prologue to end all prologues. It's like, it's very akin to the Interstellar Brides, just like punch you right in the face oh, with yeah. the everything. Go in, go hard. So, go, go hard. Get, no. get, go, get both of those dicks swinging. So we're in this meadow situation with Greekish statues of some sorts, yeah. and there's a dude, and he's about to morph into the shape that he gets into on the calling. Capital C, by the way. Capital C. Yeah, yeah this there's is a legitimate capital- calling. Oh, yeah. yeah, capital letter so things calling and adjoining and book. sharing and a sharing and a bonding and a <laughs> and a <laughs> so moonfall moonfall oh, moonfall <laughs> oh boy so he is horny as fuck and then the moon hits him and all of a sudden he doubles over in pain because Ow. his body is morphing and oh it hurts so bad and all of a sudden but spring another cock appears. <laughs> I should have prepared sound effects. What would the oh. sound effect be for that? I mean, yeah, I think that's really it, right? for me. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a cock above his normal cock, and he calls it his, uh, like, pelvic, no, his abdominal cock, his tummy cock. What does he call it? <laughs> it's like abdominal cock, I think. And then, you know what he needs, you guys? He needs to be within full sight and hearing distance of both of his brothers. Yeah. He is the eldest and yep. he's got both of his brothers around. Yep. They are in a similar situation with the double cockness. Yep. And then Ugh. what do they have to do? What can ever you do? You need to conjure a fuck sprite. Oh, you need one. It's so <laughs> gross. It's so <laughs> gross. I will I will I will read please, to you because I highlighted please. this because this yes, is just yes, yes. <laughs> The thing about this book is that it starts you off right at the point where you're kind of like, look, this is this book is going to tell you what it is. it is. And if you're not on board, you need to stop now. You because, need to DNF, you guys. Right. Like if, if you're not on if, if, if you're not on board, if you're not ready to reap this freaky ass harvest, I don't know what to uh-huh. tell you. I was so in. 
Iridescent forms rose from the vapor and solidified into shimmer skins, capital S. <laughs> Insentient females who had uh-huh. serviced the satyr, capital S, since ancient times. They basically form out of vapor. They are fuck sprites. They They're are fuck sprites! Dusty, insentient women who are dutifully preparing to fulfill uh-huh. the role for which they'd been designed. Their smiles are vacant. Their holes are available. It's and so gross. They are, <laughs> they are wet and ready, you guys. They come that way. Yep. And they do a moan and yep. they do a, a coquettish and eye, but they me. don't actually feel anything. No. And all the dudes know that they cannot feel anything. No. So they're just like miming the act. They're just doing a... They're, they're fuck sprites, you guys. They're magical real dolls is <laughs> yes! what they are. They're magical yes. orifices for the boning and they just appear once a month oh. to to service... To do a calling or to, actually whenever they want. Yeah. yeah There's a later just, time when he's he's like, I got more in me. I need a fuck sprite. And so yep. he conjures it in his bedroom. Yep. There you and go. Whoosh! There they go. <laughs> you know, like the dust bunnies under his bed coalesce into a fuck sprite it's, for him it's to... It's like that. And they and they need to satisfy both penises. <laughs> Thankfully, once the the second peen is satisfied, it just goes back inside him and it takes a break. It shrivels inside. He's got like secret pockets. He's got compartments in there. He's got like a pocket for the second dick, and then there's a pocket for other things that come out yeah. later. And it's it's like, do you have a snack? I know, right? Do you have a, like a change of clothes, pair of shoes. He's like a reproductive marsupial. <laughs> it just goes in, just shrivels, just crawls like, back. Magical fucky (laughs) cargo pants. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, so we don't get a lot of detail except for the fact that two dicks. He's got a DP at first. He's got a he he has has to to satisfy. Yes, he has to satiate the first penis. And then when that's done, it'll shrivel back into his marsupial pocket and it'll just crawl back in there. Go to sleep. Oh, and if you think about this, mm-hmm. so this was published in 2007. This, yes. This book yeah. is this book is almost 14 years old. Bless yeah, yeah, its, yeah. Bless all of its peens. Yes. And one of the things that the book, I think, does is it tries to create a situation of double penetration within mm-hmm. strict monogamy, which I find yes. kind of amazing. Uh-huh. Like, Agreed. There's no two people. It's one person, two peens. Yes. And if he's fucking anyone else, it's either a prostitute who is described in a terrible fashion or it's an right. insentient woman made of dust bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so, and then, well, but I also love this book because it makes those rules, right? It makes oh, those yeah. overtures of... Oh, yeah. It's got to be, it might be DP, but it's still monogamous. Oh, yeah. But then it's the DP it completely, of love. but then it completely breaks all of its own rules yep. at the end, which I also fucking love because <laughs> it just elevates the blockersness of it all. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. it's so good. I'm sorry for your own protection. You have to fuck my brothers. You have to, you have to fuck You have us to all. fuck my brothers. And we all have to watch, okay? Yeah. It yeah, has yeah, to happen. Yeah. Wait, we're not there yet. Oh, that's There's the so end. much that happens before There's that. There's so much before that. <laughs> Like, you won't believe how much there is. Oh, my God. Okay. This is a gift that just keeps on giving you very strange presents. <laughs> it really does. And I lapped it all up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, chapter one. Oh, chapter God. one. We're in the light of day now, you guys. Light yeah, of day. All three brothers are dressed. Their yeah. fuck sprites have dissipated, carrying their semen this off a, into the distance. A lot of hot, wet seed in this book, too. <laughs> a lot of A lot of spurting child seed. A lot of... Frilly lips? Have you noticed how much frilly, frilly lips? lips? Uh, I know. 
I just imagined like those sea creatures that go. Yeah, right. Like they're not an. It doesn't look like an anemone. I know. (laughs) She's got coral in her pants. Oh, little frilly, frilly. It's very decorative down there. It's true. Yeah, the descriptions in this book are absolutely bonkers town. They're just incredible. I think on Patreon, I need to like make a list of all of the. Oh, just just to give them one by one by one. Bim, bam, bong. Okay. Okay. So sorry. Chapter Chapter one. one. Now there's plot. Plot has to happen. There's a little plot now. Yeah. So they are the satyrs who live on the land that is near, that is on top of the gate between Earthworld and Elseworld. Lots of capital letters here, folks. You got to keep up. Lots of them. Lots of them. So the satyrs are the guardians of the gate to Elseworld and stuff. And so the three brothers are there. They're like 30-ish. I really thought that this was going to, because the prologue is like 18, 20-something or whatever. I really thought that it was going to be like, satyrs live for hundreds of years. And so now we're in the present. No, this is a paranormal historical, you guys. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Paranormal historical erotica. Bonkers town. Bonkers town. Oh, So yeah. many bananas <laughs> is all I have to say. So many bananas. <laughs> okay so these bros all three of them get this letter from the elseworld it's a six foot long scroll yeah magical letters on it and it's like dear satyr bros and your double (laughs) dongs i am the king of fairy town and i am dying i'm dying and i did a bunch of um i did a bunch of rape Late early in my life. Yeah, I played it up like Zeus and I banged some chicks and now I got half fairy daughters running around who don't know that they're half fairy. Oops, my bad. Oh, uh, super bad. And so he's like, but listen, there's, I've got some, I've got some three daughters and they're half fairy and there's a danger. Yeah, they're in trouble now. You got to wet them up. The only way to protect them is to get in there with those double dongs. Yep. That's what we need. So they spend about 10 pages being like, will we marry them? And you're like, yes, you guys, just get on with it. Of course, you're going to marry them. It's fine. And all of them are like, but we're satyrs. We like to spread our seed over hill and dale and in all the orifices with all of the ladies. And then they're like, no, we got to get married. Okay, fine. But they can't leave the gate to Elseworld unprotected. No. So they decide that Nicholas, Lord Satyr number uno... Is going to go off and find his sentient fuck sprite, you guys. Right. And conveniently, they are located in really opulent cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One is in. That's where you got to go. Yeah. One is in. Where are they? One is in Venice. One is in Paris. And one is in Tuscany. Or are they located? No, they're in Tuscany. They're in Tuscany. They're in Rome. Yeah, it's Rome's. They're also guardians of magical vineyards. Oh, yeah. Right, because there's a there's a little bit of historical science as well, because yes. the phylloxera epidemic that destroyed all the vines is taking place in this uh-huh. world, though the author did, uh, she says, she, take a little liberty with yeah. the timeline and moved up the phylloxera invasion. About but, 39 years. It's not that bad. Okay, right, get whatever. over it. You know, look, we got more to worry about than when the aphids showed up. We have more to delight in, Oh, Sarah. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. I mean, just just let that go. So they are protected from the pox Mm -hmm. of the vines. Much like they're protected from the pox of vaginas, too. That's correct. They cannot get sick. Yeah, they can't. I was wondering. Venice, Paris, Venice, and. There we go. 
Yeah, I just found it. Paris, Venice, and Rome. So not only do we have half fairy girls who don't know that they are half fairy right. being being betrothed without their knowledge to some random yeah. dual oh, yeah. dick satyr Bacchus worshipping <laughs> dude bros, but their dad just croaked and unless they marry these guys, the whole earth is in peril. Like, do you understand? The world will end if they don't fuck. You gotta fuck the satyr double dog. The world and the wine is in danger. And I mean, look, the world can go to hell in a handbasket. It's already halfway there, but do not fuck with my wine. Don't fuck with the wine. Wine is important. Yeah, it is. It does so many things for human and satyrs and everybody else alike. I love okay. that you're eating berries during this, by the way. Very I am. I decided it was, I decided I needed it. I didn't have grapes, so I had to go with berries. And That's I think fine. Bacchus would approve. I think you're right. Okay. So he goes off and he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my lady. <laughs> so he shows up in Rome's and he spends about two weeks going to, going to highborn parties that we don't see, thank goodness. And then he's like, I feel her fairy magic. So I, I can smell her fairiness. It's all about smell, you guys. Once again, he can smell her fairiness oh, yeah. and her and her hot, hot little titties. And so he goes, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So he goes to a house party, as you do, or a ball. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a ball. People are One very impressed with It's like a him. garden party or whatever. And he can feel the fairiness emanating from around a tent of some sort. So he goes over and he's like, look at this little Italian hottie. I'm super into her. I bet she's my fairy. So let me just tell you, there is one line I highlighted in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is the type of writing we've got here. This is (laughs) this is like a completely minor description, but it's just incredible. So Nicholas is talking to some random dude who's hosting the party. Mm-hmm. And the old dude, Lord Hillbrook, says, or is described yes, as such. Yes, yes. He stroked his profuse side whiskers, which pointed in a dozen directions as though uncertain of the direction his conversation might go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? His, what? his whiskers pointed because they are not sure what direction the conversation might go. And that is your first clue. <laughs> That this book is going to go in directions that you are not sure where you're not ready for them. You're not ready for this. You're not ready for them. Okay, so he's like, hello, uh, senora. I'm going to take you into this tent and let's get our poems read or whatever. Yeah, you smell like a fairy. So let's 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 spend lots of inappropriate time together. Yeah. Now, I do want to apologize for use of the word gypsy prolifically through this book. Clearly, this is 14 years prior. Right. And the general knowledge that this is not a word that we ought to be Mm -hmm. using is is not as common. But if you do stumble into this book, please be prepared. In addition to Dubcon, Double Peens, The Seeker, uh, Glow in the Dark Non-Con. Non-Con, Lesbian Trees, uh, Murder, Kidnapping. There's also some, some, some really questionable language choices. I apologize in advance. Right. Right. So if this book were written in 2020, this this woman would be called Romani. And we acknowledge that and know that in this iteration, however, she is not. So there's this fortune teller who's um, all dressed up in a in a get up. And she's gonna she just read the girl's future already. Yep. And then he's like, but I satyr of the wilderness need you to read ours together fortune teller mm-hmm. and so this fortune teller is like oh oh it's a 
It's a se- sexy man. Guess what her name is. What is her name? Jane. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Her name is Jane. <laughs> Jane. She's, Jane. You know what? Jane, you're in for it now, girl. Get ready. <laughs> oh, Jane. Jane, you've Jane. been chosen. Honey, All right. Jane. <laughs> and we got some names in this book, too. We got like Nicholas and Rain and Lion with a Y and Isabel Vincent. with a Z. But we oh, got Jane. Isabel. Yeah. Jane. Jane. Anyway, okay. So she starts doing this fortune teller thing and she's like, yep. she's like, my power is I have to mix my skin oil with their skin oil and then I mm-hmm. get like a little pixies of yep. their future slash essence slash whatever they're going to show me. Yeah, she has some kind of psychometry where she touches things and she gets, or touches people and she gets a yeah. sense of them. It's very and intrusive. What, is, what are the pictures that she gets of Lord Satter of the Wilderness? Oh, Sarah? you never guess. <laughs> is it a fuck's pipe? <laughs> I, is it just fucking? It's just fucking. It's just fucking everything. <laughs> she saw him in another time and place. And a woman was before her. What was he doing to her? Whatever they must be copulating. Whoa, you don't say. Just wait till you find out how. Just wait till you get the details, my friend. Ooh, get it, Jane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So then um, she's like, you guys, she gives them a very perfunctory fortune telling. And then You're going to be like, very rich and happy. Yeah. And then she's like, I got to get the fuck out. This guy is so overwhelming. I got to go. Okay, thanks. So, bye. Yeah, so she gets up and she basically like scampers away. Nicholas doesn't understand why he's sort of blocking her path. And he he can't understand why he's so drawn to her and her Mm -hmm. possibly glowing nipples. Mm -hmm. And then the girl with him is like, you got to let her go, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am a gentleman in the world. And so I got to let her go. I have to pretend. Right. So she fucks off and she takes her fairy dust with her. Yeah. So he's like, God damn it. This isn't my fairy bride. I just let her go. This person only had fairy stink on her because she was hanging out with the actual half fairy Jane girl. Right. This person is completely boring and normal and utterly uninteresting to me. I uh-huh. got to drop her like a hot potato and go That's chase it. after half fairy nipple glowing Jane girl. Got to go and get her. He does. He does. And he, he like sticks to the shadows and he can tell that she can tell that she's being followed. And so yeah. she starts like running basically. Yeah. Like it's a big scary from Jane's part. Yep. And then he realizes that she goes into this like highborn, formerly rich, I don't know, house palazzo or whatever. I don't know what it's called. It's Italy times, you guys. I don't know. So and then he's like, I'm going to visit my lawyer and find out all about this family. Yeah, absolutely. And then chapter next, we find out a metric fuck ton about this family. This don't family we, Sarah? Is, this is this is the real housewives of Seder. <laughs> this is a real. Oh, my. Bacchus did not overlook this family. I'll tell you yeah. that much. It also introduces the conflict. Well, one of the yes. conflicts, which is that Jane doesn't like wine. Jane hates wine. Jane hates wine because her father's a drunk and and it and has fucked up her life that her father's drinking all the time. Yeah. And because her mother died in a carriage accident when the super drunk carriage driver did a big crash and yep. killed everyone. So then they had to come and live with Aunt Isabel, her father's stepsister. Her father's stepsister, who loves his penis. They have sex a lot. They do a whole scene where he like comes in and she gives him a big old blowy. Yep. And then he's like, she's like, come into my cunt stepbrother. And it is a lot. Yes, at one point, gripping her twin swells, <laughs> he needed. 
<laughs> he needed them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of purple pros. And she won't let him fuck her unless she gives him permission. Like she denies him a lot, which yeah. also, of course makes him more drunk and more randy. Yeah, it's true. She plays a lot of power games with him, which I don't hate. You know, like if you're going to fuck your brother, do it in a fashion that suits you. And then you know? only 14% in, we re- we learn that he allowed his stepsister to murder his wife. His wife. Yeah, she allowed he he allowed her to kill his wife. Yeah. Okay, so these people are absolutely depraved and terrible. If the if the pseudo incest wasn't your first clue, right? She's actually a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her inner monologue is like, and that bitch deserved it because yep. she stole my brother's penis from me. Yeah, and he didn't fuck me while he was with her, and I nope. hated that. Yeah, <laughs> I was denied my stepbrother's ween, and so she had to die. She did, and then she killed her. Okay, and then the other thing is we learn that she wants to marry off Jane. Isabel controls Jane and her sister, Emma. Her bitty sister, Emma. Her bitty sister is 13 years old and she's a delight. We see them out in the garden and Jane is bringing the plants back to life with her fairiness. Yeah. yeah, Jane just sticks her hand in the dirt and shit just grows. Like, you can see how this would be a benefit to a guy who owns a vineyard. Oh, I would love to be Jane. There is nothing I have ever wanted than like the greenest thumb in the world. And I can't do it. I try to be a a green witch and it just doesn't happen for me. I got to move on. But this this gave me a lot of jealousy feels. So she's also hiding it from her sister because her strangeness, as she calls it, is very bad to her. She knows that there is something, something weird and wrong mm-hmm. about her. And she's got lots of signs that shit's getting weird. Yeah. And it gets weirder. Right. And she's been trying to cure herself through herbal remedies. Yep. Basically since she discovered plants. Yep. She can make them grow. She's trying to make stuff stuff stop growing on her. That's right. So then her aunt comes out and her aunt is like, Come inside. We have a visitor. It's a dude who wants to get right in you. And she's like, no, not that dude. I hate that dude. Nesta's gross. Yeah. Nesta, you guys. Nesta, shockingly, is gross. Have you read Akashmerv, the Accord of Mist and Fury, Accord of Wings and Ruin books? The shitty sister in those books is called Nesta, and it's a big joke on the podcast. Nothing good comes of anything Nesta. (laughs) It's true. Okay, she spends an afternoon with him and she's like, oh, God, I think they're trying to marry me off to him and I really don't want that. Gross. But then they're sitting at the breakfast table the next day and record scratch. Uh Oh, the aunt is like, we found you a husband. And she's like, "Ah." oh, gross. I don't like that guy. I don't want to marry Nesta. And she's like, no, not Nesta. There's this Lord Seder of the wilderness and he's ready yes. to double dicky right down. Yeah, he made her an offer. And basically she's like, no, I absolutely do not want to do that. And she's like, okay, well then you'll have Nesta. And she's like, okay, I definitely don't want to do that. She finds out that he's the guy from the tent at the place. And she's like, oh, I saw him copulating, but I didn't see me in the picture. And then she's like, I have one condition. Emma has to come live with us. Yep. And the aunt's like, fine. Someday. Yeah, she doesn't say that, but her inner monologue definitely says, maybe someday. Mm-hmm. So then Lord Seder comes to the house, right? He comes and he brings the marriage contract. Mm-hmm. She wants to read it and everyone's like, just fucking sign it. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I want to try to read it. And yeah. so Nicholas distinguishes himself from everyone else in the room by having everyone leave, including his attorney. Yeah. 
and attempts to explain to her the terms of the contract. These are not great terms. They're very England times terms. They're very not. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like you have to be a virgin. And if I find out you're not a virgin, you, the marriage is annulled. You have to be faithful. And you're, if you're not faithful, the marriage is annulled. If I dick you a lot and you don't get with child, then the marriage is annulled. Yeah. I expect you to be a virgin who yeah. will have babies. That's right. And then she's like, well, I want Emma to come live with us and I want you to pay for her schooling. I want to raise her as my child, essentially. And he's like, cool. Awesome. Can't That's wait. fine. Don't care. Love it. And Do then, I get to dick you? Right. Yes. Do I get to dick you double time? He doesn't say that because she Ew. doesn't know yet. He's hiding his satyrness from her and she's hiding her fairiness from him, even though he knows and she doesn't. Isn't that so fucked? Yeah, there's a lot of imbalance of knowledge. Yeah. He knows her essence, and he doesn't just tell her, mm-hmm. even though throughout the book we find out that he sort of knows that something is happening with herbs, and he knows that one of the herbs is called the curmament or whatever it's called, the, the curative. Yeah. <laughs> the curmament. Wow. And then, um, yeah, and he doesn't just come out immediately and say, Hey, girl, I know what you are and I love it. Nope. No. And he does some bullshit like, I was waiting for you to trust me. And based on what should she trust your double peen lion ass? I know. You didn't say a goddamn word. Like you think that, hey, by the way, (sighs) I've got two dicks once a month would be top of the list of things you want to (laughs) say. No. Of course not. Like, hey, I'm allergic to peanuts. Bee stings might kill me. Once a month, I've got two dicks. I mean, these are important pieces of information. And very simple to impart. You know, you just open your mouth and out they come. Or, yeah, you know, just, you know, take your pants your pants and and out they come. (laughs) Okay. So she does then sign the contract. Yep. And they get married. He also, like, holds her against his hard chest or something for some reason that I liked. Yeah. There is a bunch of like they are sexy and they like each other's bodies in a very respectful way. Yeah, there's some there's some pants feelings. Yeah. But she also won't touch him because she doesn't want to experience the joining. The, the melding. The melding. Capital right. M. Capital M. Because she doesn't want to meld mm-hmm. because it's really unpleasant to hear what other people are thinking, especially this guy you don't say. Yeah, and she also doesn't want him to get any idea of her strangeness because then she won't have any protection. She knows that she's in a really, really shitty family situation. Yep, and she wants to get herself and her sister out. Right, and that is what will do this. She hopes someday that she'll have, like, acceptance and love or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if all else fails, she thinks to herself, I know how to take herbs that will make sure I don't get pregnant. I'll just do that. And then he tells her that if he does annul the marriage, he'll give her like land and a living or whatever. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. So then even if she doesn't have a baby or whatever, she and Emma will be protected under him still. So it's like, yeah, she's like, great. I'm going to sign this right here and right now. Awesome. Okay, sure. Sounds great. Let's do it. HBs, our one and only Blair Lee has a debut novel out. What Comes After is a heartfelt contemporary that tackles grief, anxiety, and is filled with heaps of lady love and hope. Here's the description. How the hell did I get here? Here being red-faced, uncomfortable, and sandwiched between a bride and groom as their impending marriage explodes before it ever starts. This wasn't what Eliza Davis had in mind when she was hired. Then again, 
the last year and a half wasn't what she had in mind. Eliza never thought she would have to start over. The life she planned didn't involve losing her husband and becoming a single mother in her early 30s. And, as much as she adored her best friend, Simone, it didn't involve moving in with her either. While Eliza's life was falling apart, Jack Peter's life was going according to plan. A successful veterinarian practice, a beautiful fiancé, and a home where he could build his future. Then, on his wedding day, in the presence of a complete stranger, he was humiliated. Though their first encounter is a nightmare, a friendship eventually forms. Just being around Eliza breaks down Jack's wall. But for Eliza, the thought of growing close to someone only to lose them causes bubbles of panic to rise. They could be acquaintances, even friends, but nothing more. Even if he makes her daughter laugh again. Even if he comes over to chase ghosts out of her attic. Even if his earth-shattering smile makes her heart squeeze in ways she forgot. Even if not falling in love with him is simply impossible. One reviewer said, It's a must-read. I literally could not put it down. While another gushed, Blair Lee's characters wrap the reader in a warm blanket of love, even at their worst. And Rebel Carter said, It's a romance that squeezes you tight and leaves you pretty damn satisfied. I'm including buy links in the show notes because you need what comes after. Trust me. So then we clip over to Auntie Isabel. Dun, dun, dun. So she's having what we think is a normal Italian lady luncheon, you know? Ooh, it's five other ladies there. She's just doing some ladies who lunch, you guys, except what we find out, they're going to lunch on each other, and I'm into it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So apparently they have horny times nipple rings. They have to. Yeah, it's There's a lot of piercing in this book, and she's got nipple rings. They all have nipple rings that make them members of a society. This is not a good society. These, they're main ads. They're main ads. They don't play bunko. They kidnap young women or young men. And then they fuck them to death. Fuck them to death. Drug Basically. them and fuck them to death and yeah. uh, fuck each other. There's right. lots of lots of bosoms. Lots of bosoms. They all really of... like Senora Beach's bosoms. Big body bosoms is what oh, they, they like. Oh, they like big boobies. So- they find what we find out through their like actual luncheon times because they do eat before they eat each other. Yeah, pretty much. Is that she knows that he is a satyr. She knows that there's some sort of mystical situation about him. Uh-huh. And she says to all of them that this marriage will get them access to the satyr land. Yep. And possibly the satyr dicks. And that's what they want. And they're like, well, what if he never wants to dick us double time? She's like, no worries, because once they procreate, we'll just murder them both right up, take the child, and then dick the child when it's time. Yeah. And they it's don't care. a lot, you guys. It's a, I mean, well, this it's is somebody villainous... who's already boning her stepbrother, so right. boning her ward's son at some point is really yeah. not that big of a leap for her. And can we she's talk a about villain the fact... through and through. Yeah. Oh, she's gross. And, you know, of course, the the women who lust after other women are evil, of course. I mean, that's just how this is going to roll. Super problematic. But can we talk about the fact that the lords of the Seder worship Bacchus and the Maenad also worship Dionysus? Right. And yet 
they're evil. Why are they? Yeah. Why aren't they BFFs? You don't. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, right? Because it seems like they would just be co-worshippers. And I wonder if they were at a certain time. And that's right. why they lost access to the Seder lands. And now they're evil. Evil nipple ringed lady loving. Well, evil Sarah, evils. once you get a woman desperate. You know, there's no telling what she will do with her unhinged emotions. Yep. Yeah. So they kidnap people, <laughs> they fuck them to death, they fuck each other, and they are plotting for the destruction of the satyr and to take over the satyr lands and power yeah. and gate to the else world. Yeah. And we watch all of it. There's a lot of a lot, a lot of orgy, fucking, a lot of orgy, a lot of wine. Uh, yeah a lot, of, a lot of finger fucking yeah yeah a lot, a lot of, of like dipping into her cunt kind of situation <laughs> the woman's cinnamon slit oh yep that's another one. Oh yeah <laughs> it's so yeah, good sweet wine comes from the cinnamon slit by the way oh Ooh. boy yeah okay so then what happens next? They get married, right? And she goes to the house? Oh, there is a fine moment where after she's been like hanging out with all her Maynard sisters and yeah. fucking this poor kidnapped boy to death. Right. She goes and finds her stepbrother. She doesn't shower first. And he's oh, like, how right. dare you come to my bed smelling of other people? And she's like, yeah, you, you love like it. it. You're yeah, super hard right now. You love and it. So get in me. He, 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 he acquiesces to her request. And he gets right in her. You he guys. gets right. He just goes right in. Here's my one of my favorite lines from this chapter. Yes, please. She folded her arms and legs over him like a beetle capturing prey. Like a beetle capturing prey. Ugh. Incredible. Absolutely amazing i mean every time you think okay it can't possibly get any more over the top (laughs) oh no next chapter next chapter girlfriend got married girlfriend got married and the and the the moon the the moonful time is coming it's a moonful yeah it's a lot and so he returned to the seder lands so that he could like do some fuck sprites right because the calling happened yeah He's got, and, it was three days of the calling. He had to go home and bang, yeah. some, bang some dust bunnies. That's right. So at the wedding, he learns she does not take spirits and he is a winemaker. And so she has great ethical and moral concerns right. with the fact that he makes wine. And two incredible things happen in this chapter. One, the, the evil Maynad sisters try to poison her against her husband. They do this a lot. And two... Her father shows up at the reception drunk mm-hmm. and starts saying, you fucking Seder, fucking my daughter, mm-hmm. and totally embarrasses her. Because he finds the giant bag of loot that she's collected from fortune telling, uh-huh. which was supposed to be her fallback money. Yeah, that was her fuck you fund. She's going to fuck yeah. off with her sister and go set up a household somewhere. Exactly. And so he like throws it against the wall and it is horrendous. And so Nicholas takes her out on the balcony. And he holds her and he's like, listen, I know that I make wine, but winemakers usually partake of it very slowly and uh, to enjoy it. Not like that fucker out there. Yeah. Also, every family has its quirks. Every family has its Oh, my God. The amount of times later on that he says, it's our way. It's the sage hurt away. Okay, Mandalorian, touch your dick away. (laughs) This is the way. The way of the platypus? Come on. It's so good. It's something. Okay. So then Emma tries to go with them and, and Isabel says no. And Jane and Nick depart in the carriage. 
And this time, Isabel is like, no, she can't do that because you're like honeymooning. You're not receiving yet or whatever. And it would be really yeah. untoward. And it's like, Isabel, we see right through your stupid face. So anyway, they do go to his house. She gets there and nobody is about. There are nope. no servants. Nope. There's like a couple of footmen and this old pointy-eared Signore, what's his name? Fecund, what's his name? Signore Faustus. Signore, I can't remember. So she's like, look, I'm dirty, I'm tired, I'm dusty. Can I please go have a bath? Right. And a servant is there to help her. And she says, I require privacy for bathing. She doesn't want anyone to see her naked. Yes. Because she's got things growing on her back. She's Ooh. very ashamed of. She's worried about them. Yeah. And so we find out that like she has her shifts and her dresses specially made to go all the way up to basically her neck mm -hmm. where that wouldn't happen with the current fashion. Nope. He then comes into her room and he is like, we're going to do the traditional English spread your mm -hmm. legs and think of the queen kind of situation. Yep. And so he does. He like doesn't try to get her ready at all. He just grabs some some cream, cream. some creams. And uh, doesn't kiss her, doesn't do anything. He just, like, puts his fingers right into her and yep. creams her up. She, she tried not to look at that part of him that concerned her most. <laughs> the rigidly engorged shaft that lounged on his thigh like an overfed snake. No! <laughs> and her her aunt shows her gown. Her nightgown is all sheer and enticing. And he's like, woohoo! boobies and yeah. she's like could we just get this on with i really really don't want to be doing this yeah this is scary town yeah she's really not into it but you know finally and also what she's concentrating on while he's like just pumping away is that don't meld don't yeah, meld don't, don't meld. meld oh later on his dick is as thick as her wrist yeah which yowza yeah apparently he's got a real big one i mean <laughs> come on Come on, he has to. He has to have the biggest dick in all the land. Also, he's like six foot six, I think, six foot four, and he's, he's you know, barrel chested. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He ticks all the boxes, the romance boxes, mm -hmm. if you will. The inky fur of his genitals eventually <laughs> mixed with the crisp curls of her own until bone met bone. <laughs> and then he fucks off. He's like, all right, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, his semen singes her inner walls. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, gushing, like, sizzling Sizzling semens. semen. Like, it's like hot oil. It's like an uh -huh. Ogilvy home perm or VO5 hot oil treatment. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right it's a lot there. of... It's really At one something. point, uh, he dicks her so deep that the tip of him kisses her womb. <laughs> which <laughs> which <laughs> made me... <laughs> I <Yeah>. died. <laughs> <laughs> and he bones her and he fucks off and goes to sleep yeah and then she's laying there my note oh god i'm so sorry left little choice her nether lips eventually gulped and swallowed granting his plum passage into the vaginal throat beyond <laughs> yes <laughs> gotta love a good vaginal throat <laughs> his man sax thumped dully against Bonk. her with each thrust Bonk. Hang on, hang on, wait, I know what that sounds like. <laughs> it's like that. It's like when you accidentally hit your microphone with your hand. That's it's what that true. sounds like. Oh, it's purple. So then it says, um, 
Asshole All right. After he, after he fucks off, it says, ducking her head, she tried not to dwell on the most mysterious aspect of their encounter, that it had left her with a disturbing desire for something more. And my <gasps> note is, yeah, an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, you fuck. This whole thing is predicated on the notion that he is like a sex god and like all yeah. women flock to him and he can he can can't he, even bother. He can get you 12 orgasms or whatever. But we find out in the next chapter, I think, that he had this um this formative conversation with his dad in which his dad was like there are two kinds of women, Madonnas yep. and whores. Yeah. He imparted this Madonna whore complex onto all of his sons. Yeah. So he's like there are there are whores and fuck sprites with whom you copulate and and with whom you give orgasms and then there are wives who do not enjoy the marital bed and who uh, it's just their duty to bear you children and that's it. And how does he learn this? Young Nick finds his father banging a maid in the basement. <laughs> And he doesn't, like, look away or run away or anything. And his dad, like, when he turns around, when the maid is like, your son is right there, he turns around just, like, cock in the wind. Yep. Um, (laughs) It's amazing. And then when the maid goes away, she, like, looks at him coquettishly over her shoulder as if she's thinking, can't wait to have you inside me someday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's just incredible. Okay. So then... Now we find out the reason that you have to keep fucking your wife, though, even though nobody likes it, is that you have to bind her with the satyr will of a te- of of protection. Yep, his ma- his jizz is magic. That's right, his magical magic, jizz has got to magic jizz. Get all up in her and cover her and just give an aura of protection around her. Yep. Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, <sighs> yeah, she sleeps late. Uh, yes, you are right. The estate manager is Faunus. 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 Yeah. I don't Faunus. think I said either of that. Like, I didn't say that either time, but thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me props. He's got an elfin quality to his features, his yeah. agelessness, and he's 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 one of those servants who's happy to serve. That's right. We also find out that the satyr cannot make people pregnant unless they want to, and it happens mm-hmm. on the calling only, and only if they bestow upon them their child seed. Which is something they can do if they want to or not. Mm -hmm. So he's had a lot of people try to... Trap him in pregnancy. Right. And it can't happen. So that's nice. I do wonder, the sexual health educator in me wonders that... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, here we go. When your boyfriend is a magical satyr who can't get any STIs, does that mean... That he also can't transmit them? Or does the STI just like hang out on his cock until he dicks you too? That's a question. Also, my next question as a sexual health educator is when that double dick does come out of that anus and slither back into his marsupial dick pocket, does the fecal matter that might be on that dick from the anal go with it? Wait a minute. Which one is the double dick? Because I was under the impression that the second one comes out above. It does. The first one. and the, But then they're always doggy style. So the top dick gets the anus. And yeah. the regular dick gets the vagina. But then right. there's still going to be risk of contamination. Right. 
And where and once it shrinks back into his body, where? Oh, that is a question. He doesn't wash it before it slithers back in. These there. people don't even pee after 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 no, coitus. But there's no postcoital urination. I All know. these people are going to get UTIs. I know every single one of them. Really, just fucking pee for God's sake. Anyway, thoughts from a sexual health educator while reading this text. All right. Oh, there's a lot of thoughts. <laughs> okay, so then the next thing that I happens. Can't wait for your thoughts on statues. Oh, get ready. So (laughs) (laughs) she goes about and she like, you know, the next morning she's looking around. There's some plants. Yeah. I got plans for plants. She's got a plan for plants because she wants to not only take herbs to prevent pregnancy so that he'll just settle a portion on her and give her some land. She can fuck off with her sister and not have to deal with this guy. But also... She would like some herbs to cure her of whatever the hell is happening to her to yeah. make her grow something on her back that she doesn't want anybody to see. Yeah. And so she's doing that. And then he has need of her again. Oh, are yeah. Are you sore? Are you too uncomfortable to mate with me? To mate with me. And she's like, no, you mate? may question pro- mark. <laughs> you may proceed. I won't resist. I oh, won't that's hot. Resist. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my yes. God. But then her chafing, grudgingly, her chafed slit opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the first three times they fuck you guys, it's terrible for her. But I will say that after the second time and afterwards, he she leaves. does. Yeah. And she rubs on that nub a bit. She gets herself a little orgasm. Yeah, it's nice. Her orgasm is, ah. <laughs> it literally says you know, that. Usually it's like cresting or waves or something. No, No, she's always completely bewildered by her orgasm. Everything is bewildering to Jane. Yeah. Like you'd think that she'd figure out, wait a minute, I can sense people's emotions. I have a lot of power here. Everything (laughs) is bewildering. Oh, it's lovely. Everything is absolutely baffling to her. She is like the quintessential virgin in every way. Oh, so, so virginal. Yeah. So she figures out orgasm and she sleeps. Yay. And then her husband keeps himself apart from her. And During the day. And there's never anybody around at night. Like the servants all disappear. And she's like, that's kind of weird. And then she gets her period and he's like, yeah, I figured you would. And it's fine. No big deal. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't give you a baby, even though she's taking right. to prevent that from happening. I do need to say two things about this, however. one. Is that he would have to stay away from her because a woman's blood brought out the animal in him and he wouldn't reveal himself in that way to her. Not yet. Perhaps not ever. Yeah. And then it says in the next calling, he would have to bespell her in order to ensure her participation. No matter. Yeah, no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. That's what my dad did to my mom every time. Yeah, no big deal. Got her pregnant. He just made yeah. sure that she was totally compliant and didn't remember what happened afterwards. It's a big rape. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine if you dispel your wife to have sex with her with your two peens so she doesn't know what's happening. She, without her knowledge, it's no big deal. Oh, jeez. So he walks by her bloody bedchamber and he is a sniffing and a snarfling and wanting to go in there. His testicles bunched <laughs> and grew up. Oh. And then he has to fuck a dust bunny because he's so turned on. Yeah. She was soft, warm, necessary, disposable. 
She would feel nothing, uh-huh. demand nothing, and cease to exist when he was done. Fucking her would be as uncomplicated, uncomplicated as, as masturbation. masturbation. So it's like historical <laughs> paranormal real dolls. Like, it's just like his body achieved satisfaction a half dozen times in the space of an hour. Mm-hmm. Their couplings were lusty and varied in contrast to those of late with his bride. Whose fault is that, Nick? Yeah, you can't even figure out where to like. Give her just the slightest bit of pleasure. You it's just get the cream. And, yeah. Come on now. You you specifically ask for someone with no experience. And then you're like, oh, the sex isn't very good. Yeah. And then it says, when his mind told her she was no longer needed, the shimmer skin dematerialized, fading uh, back into the rarefied air from which she'd come. Uh, <laughs> there is so much. like The, <laughs> the hook upon which you have to hang up. Your disbelief is so high up the wall. Uh huh. Like, like boy, this book is. Did up I the leap wall. to that hook? Oh, oh I yeah, leap to it. Oh, we're I, still hanging I grew out of wings, and I flew to the hook. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> oh. Okay. So then he goes and finds some prostitutes because yes. he's got little problems with you know blue balls, and he needs two prostitutes to satisfy him. But there's a problem. There's a problem. He doesn't want them very much anymore. No, no. Oh, no's. Oh, no's. His, the his shimmer wa- skin that he made, that dust bunny bitch that he created, looked exactly like his wife. And now these two sex workers are um, are bad-mouthing his wife, being like, she'll never please you the way we do. And he's like, don't talk about my wife like that. He still lets them. And then he gets them- bummed out about it. Yeah, but does he, th- th- does that stop him from face fucking one of them? No. no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, so then she, meanwhile, is alone at the house because she thinks her husband is away on business. And on the mm-hmm. way back to her bedchamber, <laughs> some very, very sexy business. Yeah. So on the way back to her bedchamber one night, she comes across like sort of a a zombie hippie nature lady yeah it's a it's a maid that she doesn't know and right. she's really not she's not all there she's very monotone yeah she's, she's got no inflection mm-hmm. she's kind of weird and then all of a sudden signore faunus comes up and he's like oh hello hello what are you doing right, you need something? yeah don't talk to her you Can just I, talk to me i'm right here i'm right here you just ring the bell and here i come because Jane has been noticing that a bunch of chores get done as if by magic overnight. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "What are you what's going on? Who are you talking to?" And she's like, "That maid. That person right there." He's like, "Oh shit." And he says, "Oh, you can see her?" "Oh, yeah. I guess but because of your birth that would make sense, like your heritage." And then he's like, "Okay, well, good night. Bye." And he fucks off without and giving her any explanation. And then she doesn't follow up with anybody. Which I'm also like, Jane, come on, man. Jane, she has the scientific skills to make (laughs) multiple potions to prevent pregnancy, Uh try to cure herself of whatever the hell's going on with her backside. Mm -hmm. She's she's really, really gifted in terms of botany, science, a little bit of chemistry. Yeah. But, hey, you can see somebody that no one expects you to see. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, I'll just go to bed now. (laughs) I'm so sleepy. (laughs) Oh. We find out that they're dryads. Sorry. They're dryads who have lost their trees. They are orphan dryads and they're they are so given sad. shelter. It's so sad. But he calls them with his pan flute and says, oh 
The Senora sees you but does not understand. You must continue to hide from her. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Ignorance is a lot of ignorance is bliss in this book. A lot of ignorance. Yes. Yes. I was just really excited about the fact that Senora found us has a pan pipe. (laughs) I don't know why that made me so happy. (laughs) I mean, why not? Why not? (laughs) Zamfir and the pan float. Sounds great. Yeah. So five nights later, the period's over and Nick has sensed her blood time has ceased. And Nick is fucking stoked about it. He's oh, yeah. so excited. He's so into it. But then she, he comes into her room and she's not she, there. Yeah, she's out on the balcony with her face in a thunderstorm. And she's like writhing and she's super excited about it because nature is calling to her. Listen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nature is, is like, come get in me. So he comes out and he's like, you're going to catch your death of cold. Come inside and let me warm you with my penis. That's right. So then she comes inside and she's sopping wet and she has her back to him and he notices that she's still not ready to show her, show him her secrets. And so gets the cream. Yeah. Cock filled her against and again. This is my favorite part. Yeah. She struggled to resist. If only he'd given her a few moments to collect herself. Silently, she conjugated Latin. Yes. Recited mathematical tables called on all the self-discipline she possessed in order to withstand the desire to embrace him, to move with him, to meld. Yeah, because she doesn't want to meld. She doesn't want to tell him the secrets of her brain. And then, oops, it happens anyway. Oopsie doopsie, it does happen. I will say that this does try to be very, like, you can do whatever you want. It's totally cool. Like, he, mm-hmm. the, the book, in some ways, he says things like, you can stand in the rain anytime you like. I do not wish to control your every move. And then, uh-huh. But I'm not going to tell you things that are germane to the safety of your body and correct. mind. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So which is it, pal? Pick one. And then he, um, he's like, all right, you need to get in bed. And she's like, but I'm all wet. My bed sheets. And he's like, take off your chemise then. And he says, you remove it. it or I will. And then she's like, I thought you didn't wish to control me. And he says, only here in the bedchamber. Elsewhere and in other things, you may exercise greater freedom. (laughs) Okay. So then their minds do meld. And his mind says, oh, because she's thinking to herself, if I could just tilt my hips, I think this would feel better. And she's trying not to. Yeah. Because she doesn't want it to feel good. Yeah. She doesn't want to have any sort of, she doesn't want to let her guard down in any way. No. But then they do meld. And then um, it says... Their brains start talking to each other. Yeah. And hers uh-huh. says, let me take the weight from you, husband. You needn't bear it alone. Share with me. And then his mind says to her, share your secrets, secrets, wife. I will keep them safe. Keep you safe. And she says, yes, only say you might come to love me one day. And then his mind grows wary, silent, distant. And she yells at him, then take your enjoyment and leave me whole. And so he does. Yeah, he just, he he drops his jizz and fucks off. Yeah. And so she's thinking to herself, like, you know, what's going to happen if he figures out my secrets? Like, is he going to reject me? You can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me. No, I can't. Yeah. And then you guys, she looks at the little wing, the little winglets that are trying to, to grow from her back. And she starts clipping them with scissors because she doesn't want anybody to find out about them. 
She sees the short, hollow quills folded delicately at her shoulder blades and starts to trim them. Poor thing. So she's sad. literally, she's literally clipping her own wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the so metaphor sad. is not subtle. No, it's not <laughs> subtle at all. She wants love, but she doesn't get it. So yeah. she clips her own wings. Mm-hmm. I don't Oof. think you need anyone, not you need us to unpack that. Right? Nobody <laughs> needs that, that, that. We don't need to go like dwell on that. On Listener, the, on... you are so smart. We're going to trust you with that. Is what yeah, we're we going to think do. you've got it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So Jane now goes outside and her ability with plants is getting greater and greater and stronger and stronger. And she's, she's not so sure what's going on. She's so close to the gate of Elseworld, you guys. She's so close yeah. to it. She's so powerful. And she's yeah. like, something's really fucking wrong with me now. God right. damn. And so she finds yeah. the the herb she's been looking for, this flower called like you know, a molly of some sort. And then as she's going Uh-oh. back, she Uh-oh. sees some shimmering lights of of pale blue and pale pink and pale yellow or something like that yep and then all of a sudden there's a dude there's just a a naked dude and some fuck sprites she has stumbled in to the fuck grotto that's that's the one she she discovered the sacred fuck grotto she wasn't (laughs) supposed to be able to come to the sacred fuck grotto until she's ready to come in the sacred fuck grotto but she found it by accident that's right the forest one of her brother her no, this forest didn't didn't stop her. The forest accepted her as the one of its own. Nerves her, and <laughs> she discovered her brother-in-law fucking a dust bunny, shimmer skin. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. So then she runs and runs and runs. With every step, a circlet of tiny, delicate mushroom ringed wow. each of her feet. Like that should have been a sign. <laughs> and Come then, on! And then she fully faints for no reason. She just faints. Yeah, she passes the hell out. And uh, wakes up Lion, hours later. Yeah, Lion because- wake. Lion goes to tell her husband, "Listen, I, I found your wife. She passed out in the forest when I was fucking a shimmer skin. I had to bring her back to the house, man. You need to police your bride better. Yeah, make sure she doesn't go anywhere." So she wakes up alone on a bench with her basket of herbals next Some to her. Sacred roots. Yeah, not yeah. those roots. Different roots. The and then her husband comes out and he's like, "Hey, anything super weird happened? Like, did you see any glowing herbs or orbs turn into women with like super super wet pussies?" And then yeah, did, did you, you watch to see any of that? Did you watch my brother enter them at all? Did you happen to stumble into the fuck grotto? <laughs> and she's like, "What? What? No, no. There's no. I'm not doing anything with this flower by my side that is in fact the curative." So they're still not talking. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. And he offers to give her a tour of the grounds, I think. Yeah, because that's exactly what we need. It's like a montage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously. So Although, we do that. all of the things that happen in this montage are relevant at the very end, which is completely off the chain. I know. There's vines and the roots of his family go deep in the soil and they're that's protected the from the pox. And, and she finally tells him that she wanted a family and she wanted a safe space for her and Emma and he tells her, you have that here. And she has hope, but she doesn't believe him. And she says, thank you. Yeah, I don't blame her. <sighs> and now she gets a letter from her aunt. Dun, dun, dun. Her aunt is like, we're coming to visit Z's before we go to a Florence villa. With your sister, we're going to stop and stay with you. Yeah. Uh, it's during the calling. He hates that. He's like, OMG, I was going to drug my, my wife. It's my time of the month. Yeah, it's it's my it's time, my time of to the get month. to bespell my wife and enter her and give her a, a kid without her knowledge, everybody. Right, and you're fucking this up. How dare you take that from me? 
How dare you screw up my moon time? That's right. I'm so full of moons. I can't. I got I got problems here. So she does the whole thing where she readies the house, you know. Yeah. And he I think Rain comes back. Yeah, Rain comes back because he's been Mm -hmm. searching for his bride. And um they are ready to do that calling. And so the aunt arrives and she goes and she follows him and she finds the fuck grotto too. Yep. And the forest at first is like, ooh, a Maynard. We love Maynard. Maynard sure. also worship Bacchus. Can't wait. Get in here, Maynard. But yeah, then right. she is fully ready. She's like taking off her clothes to go and uh, basically bodily push a shimmer skin out of the way and take her place because yep. she wants to get that sadder child seed inside her. Yep. And then the forest is like, May oh, not here to no. do harm. What? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, we can't have that. Oh, yeah, we can't do that. How no, dare no. you? You can't take your nipple rings and go back to your brother. And so yep. she does. She gets assaulted by the forest and she goes and she does take out all of her sexual aggression on her stepbrother. The will of the forest was too much. She was forced away and she would need her stepbrother between her legs tonight. Bah! <laughs> uh. <laughs> He would, and then Nick is not pissed. Like he's not, he's not happy. He is not pleased about this. He would have been oh. in Jane's bed, spilling inside her instead of Shimmer Skins, had it not been for her family's presence. Listen, I get it, man. In laws are a pain in the it's ass. It's a tough one, you know. It's in laws are just a universal <sighs> cock block, uh-huh. a cock block, yeah, cock block, cock blockses. No, cock yeah. block. It's definitely yep. cock block. Yeah, absolutely. So he figures out that her father and his stepsister yeah are banging and he was not phased by this but he was wondering if jane knew about this because, right because well probably not likely yeah let's hope not shall we yeah let's oh yeah let's just try to hope not i think and then he saw he sees emma in the hallway and emma's like i saw a ghost it was a princess of a tree with the things in her hair yeah she couldn't she shouldn't be able to see the dryads right she saw the dryads but she's some kind of else world being and he doesn't Sums know what up kind that Something's up with that. Yeah, because she's not a fairy. They have different dads. Yep. But she's a something. Something's weird there. She is what they call in ancient times sequel bait. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe spinoff bait. Or spinoff bait. Yep, new series bait. Something's up with that. She's got powers and he doesn't understand. That's right. And I bet they'll understand in about seven years when she is an appropriate age to star in a romance novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. They gotta (laughs) age her up a little bit. Because, I mean, there's this story goes many places, but it's not going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it talks about it, though. It it sort of thinks, like, maybe it's going to go there. uh, At some point, yeah. Yeah. It leaves the option open. Mm -hmm. So then Isabel and the dad and Emma are like, we got to go. And Jane's like, but you were going to leave Emma here. And Isabel's like, nah, because there's too many bachelors running around fucking in the woods. I saw them. So we can't leave her here. It might besmirch her reputation. Right. And they're like, that's like you fucking fucking ridiculous. That brother isn't going to besmirch the hell out of things. Right. But but yeah, uh, Isabel's like, no, I control Emma. I have power over you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let her stay. And I'm planning a party. You should come. Right. When I'm back. So a week later, she's at this party. And things are weird. And her evil Maynard ladies try again. Yeah, the whole gaggle of Jane, them. A whole to try to poison Jane against Nicholas by pointing out that he has not ever been faithful to her. Well, and has lots and lots of sex with lots and lots of women. I don't know if I misread this, but I'm pretty sure that they hired 
the two sex workers that he was with in the previous scene. Is that not what happened? I think so. I thought that the aunt invited those two sex workers, but maybe it was just two ladies. Yeah. And so there's all these women who are all over Nick. And of course, these the, the main ads are like, well, of course, they're all over him. He's not going to stay faithful to you. Yeah, he's You're got like gross. 17 mistresses. What would he want with you? And you and and they just they they know exactly where her insecurities yeah. are and they just rail them. Yeah. So she's in the carriage and he's like, hey, uh, seems like you've got an aura of pissed off around you. What's going on? <laughs> and she's like, I got some bad news that my husband is a philanderer who employs mistresses. Yeah. And he's like, mm, thought you yeah. knew that question mark. Uh, right. I am a man of a certain station. I fucking hate that. And she's like, yeah, but why? Why don't you even give me a chance to try to be your mistress? You know, like, I could be a good one of those. I You've never given me a chance. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, that's a ridiculous idea. A wife is a wife and then a mistress is a mistress and, and never the twain shall meet. Literally, both would remain on separate shelves, items in his collection, uh, neatly labeled whore mm -hmm. and wife. And yeah. it, it, just in case it wasn't clear. <laughs> The way in which he categorizes women as yeah. possessions, just in case that wasn't really clear, he helpfully labels them. Yeah, with his ye oldie label maker. Yeah, wife and whore. You're not gonna, you're not gonna miss this. That's right. Like it's very clear. There's no smudge on the label either. No, Crystal very clear. Wife, clear. Whore. And she's like, "What if I straddle that shelf? Or what yeah. if I become your mistress?" He loves that idea, but he's also like, "My dad told me there was a, a Madonna, and then there was a whore, right? And I don't know how to make you into both. I don't know how can, to do that." Can you take the place of two highly skilled, experienced courtesans seeing to my needs? And oh my she's God. like, "Well, how hard could this be?" <laughs> I love her. She's like, "I bet I could give it a shot, though. You know, yeah. Like I'm game. Let's do it. Yeah." So he's like, no, no, I can't do that because you're in the wife shelf, not the whore shelf. And yeah. I can't treat my wife like a whore, except for the part where I bespell her, ram her with my two dicks, get her pregnant and don't tell her about it. That's a whole other Correct. shelf. Correct. That's a separate bookcase. That is of the mother shelf. Issues. Yeah, that's that's the whole bookshelf of consent issues. Right. That's a different. That's that's a whole set of built ins. It's in a different room. Absolutely. But it is built in. So right. just know that. Right. <laughs> So in terms right. of emotional growth and romance and, and growth of their intimacy, he's like, well, I've been thinking about your proposal to be my mistress and I've given it thought. And I think that we might, we might want to do that because yeah. I like fucking things and you have expressed a willingness to be fucked. So this sounds like it's going to be a win-win well, for me. And he also is like, I have a weird drawing. Like I'm drawn to you and I don't know. I'm starting to oh. like not be able to get it up for other women. Yeah. Like I managed to fuck her face that one time after we were together, but I don't know if I can keep that up. My cocks are only into you now. I know I can really only get it up for you, which is a sign of emotional fealty and feelings yeah. all feelings expressed through the hardness of cock or cocks yes that's that's the feeling boner it is the it's feeling a feeling boner, boner is a dangerous boner it is it's, it's like the the representation of pants feelings <laughs> and emotional feelings uh -huh. in the boner all wrapped up into one it's good it's, shit or in this one it's two right 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 obviously yeah yeah, yeah. but that's later and also another little appendage that we'll find out about later. <laughs> okay. It's the best part of this book. I think I, I, I you know, it. I'm going to verify, I love but I want to say, it. did I make my husband read this? <laughs> Please. I 
hope you did. <laughs> did I make you read this book? <laughs> She's texting her husband right now, and I love it. With the seeker. Did I make you read this? Because I know I told him about it, but I, I can't remember. Maybe I made him read it. I mean, I made a lot of people read this book, including you. I'm sorry. Stop it. Don't you ever apologize to me about this again. Oh, I didn't. All right. Well, that changes now. I mean, I guess there's a to-do list that needs an addition on it. Listen, I recommend <sighs> a lot of books to him. I think he's going to have to read this. Yeah. And I'm just going to have to listen to him go, oh, my God. I can't oh, wait. God. What? Oh, If geez. you could possibly take very surreptitious videos and text them to oh. me, I would like oh. that. Oh, 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 yeah. Just letting no you know. No question. No question. I get him. I get him so many books. He owes me. Yeah. Okay, so he they're out in the garden and he's like, if you're going to try to take on the the duties of a mistress, we need to have a chat for the first time in our lives together where I sort of quasi tell you what that might entail. He broaches the conversation, but then if I remember correctly, he doesn't really ever tell her anything that he wants, like no specifics, but he's like, mistresses undertake anything to satisfy the dude. And she's uh -huh. like, okay. And then he said, she says, how does a mistress become so skillful at satisfying a gentleman? <sighs> Pete pulled in his loins at her interest through practice and instruction. Ugh. And are you willing to supply those, she whispered, to your wife? <laughs> and he's like, ba ba da ba <laughs> I'm so hard. <laughs> he shifted uncomfortably. Uh-huh. And so he says, you've made me stiff with your insistent questions. Now what, Jane? How will you offer me relief? It just makes me think of some guy in a Camaro leaning back yeah. with his boner like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah, right? There's another gear shift in the car all of a sudden. I got a problem <laughs> in my pants. What are you going to do about it? You've oh made me stiff with your questions. Uh-huh. Well, now then you he says, have to... Lessons are in order. Ugh. And he says, lessons begin tonight. And I don't know. I have a kink and it's for sexual lessons, you guys. I'm sorry. Have you read Robin Schoen? No. Oh, it's a whole series about mistresses' instructional pleasure and shit. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah, I'll get you some links. There's this whole era of erotica when erotic romance was becoming more of a thing. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of sexual instruction books. Love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I'll, I'll hook you up. So good. So they have to go. Of course, you know, sexual instruction begins tonight. But first, they have to go out on a date with other people. Do they? Yeah, they have to <gasps> go out. You're right. They I forgot. To, I forgot. I forgot. They have to go to a dinner <laughs> dance held by an acquaintance of his in Florence. And they're in the carriage and they're stuck behind a donkey cart, you know, can relate. <laughs> and uh, he's like, let's talk about sexy things again. Yeah, he's like, have you decided wife to be my mistress or not? And she's like, um... I think so. Okay. If I manage to pleasure one or however many cocks you have, does that mean you yeah. won't go to other women or other dust bunnies? And he's like, yeah, I guess you would be my main squeeze, you know? Yeah. Right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your drawers off. Okay, take off those pants. Give them to me. Give them. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I wish it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is real tame, buddy. You've got two whole penises. Right. You need this to speed really up tame. the lessons. You know, yeah, this is real tame. You're going to like you need to go from like zero to 100 and you're just sitting there at like one and a half. Like, wow. So, so she does then he's like, her. let me. And then he's like, show me the goods. Show me. Show me that your your cinnamon valley. <laughs> show me your cinnamon grotto. 
Yeah, I, I need to see your frilly, the fronds. I need to see your anemone. And he starts fingering her. And he's like, you know, playing around down there. Mm-hmm. And tell me how you like it. And she's like, oh, no, that thing was going to happen. That thing, that uh-huh. glorious thing. And then the carriage stops. Ah. And they get there. And she's clip-blocked. She's clip-blocked. It's yeah. very sad. Very sad. So he's got her underwear, and he's like, hey, they uh, they, they smell like you. Uh-huh. Um, and you're not getting them back. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, how many skirts is she wearing? Is this really that breezy down below? I mean, she's no. got wearing a lot of underwear. Yeah, she's wearing and... all the skirts. Well, she says that she wears the traditional, like, English drawers. English drawers, Which right. are well, much not anymore. bigger than other lady in Italy who wear drawers pants of some sort i don't know anyway yeah. well so then i imagined him like trying to <laughs> him trying to fold up this enormous set of like knee length things and hide them in his suit somehow where did he well he's, put he puts them down his pants he so puts them in the marsupial like pocket that's what he yeah. does yeah he's got all those pockets in his groin he yeah. just shoves it in there Seeker's like, damn it's crowded all of a sudden what the hell <laughs> So they go to the party. Thank God the book skips the party. Yes. And they go back home and he follows her up the stairs. Yeah. And um, I'm, he wants to make love to her, not as a wife, but as a mistress. Right. And she's like, well, how is that different? Yeah, what is that like? And he's like, well, for one thing, we don't use a bed. I'm like, whoa, wow. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Uh, brace yourself against the table and breathe in deeply. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, because she says, don't take off my chemise. And he's like, fine then. I'm going to make your corset even tighter as a punishment. Yep. And so. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then she starts getting turned on and her nipples start glowing blue. They glow blue. They glow blue with dark nipples. And she's like, maybe this is totally normal. Um, He doesn't seem to be remarking on it. So yeah, maybe this is just what ladies' nipples look like. And meanwhile, yeah. he's like, I'm fucking a fairy. I'm fucking a fairy. <laughs> so excited. I made her nipples light up. <laughs> yes, the light was obviously some sort of gauge of arousal. <sighs> Did it happen to all women? No, it had never been spoken of. She must keep it a secret. <gasps> yeah, your nips are glowing. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's so good. Then he palms her pussy and there's slick circles over her clit. So many they- of those. Yeah, her sh- his shaft springs free and its greedy thickness nudged between her legs from behind. And then he's like, how does that feel? And she's like, strange. And he goes, what else? And she averted her eyes and he goes, stirring, he prompted. She nodded. You must learn to say it to please me. Ugh. Oh, that's so good. She's like, wait about what about the cream? And he's like, no, nah, we, we don't need that. We don't anymore. need no it's fucking fine. cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the thing was going to happen now with him. Uh-huh. Oh, and he slicks the ridge of his crown over her defenseless clit. Poor clit. Poor clit is like, wow. <gasps> Later on in the books, she talks about her, I think it's defenseless gates, talking yeah. about her oh, different yeah. apertures in her yeah. downstairs region, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's boy. Something. So finally, they do it. Yes. They do it. It's great. It's great. She comes. For yeah. the first time in her goddamn life with another human in the room. Yep. And <sighs> then and then he goes to the grotto and his brothers are all smirking at him. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that his brothers can feel his arousal and feel him <sighs> having sex whenever he does. So whenever he's fucking his wife, his brothers know about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> they're, guys, listener, here's what's up. 
they're connected by satyr blood. Yep. And so all the brothers always like a telegraph. know about the horniness. <laughs> they're like, extra, extra, read all about my boner. And the <laughs> yep. great stuff. Oh, boy. So then we have some emotional fraughtness. Yes. He's like, when is she going to tell me about her secrets? Right. And it hasn't occurred to him that, like, she doesn't know what's happening to herself. She doesn't know she's half fairy. You found out from 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 a scroll from a dead king who's like, In you got to go marry my land. daughter. Yeah. Right. Like, why do you think she would have any idea? Right. So he's like, why won't you trust me? I don't understand. But maybe we should have more sex. Yes. And so he's like, I'm going to show you my red room of pain is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so yeah, it's time for the fuck grotto. <laughs> so, well, the the interior fuck grotto. <gasps> right. He's got an inside fuck grotto That's with right. lots of toys and shit. So he goes into his yeah. room. She's never seen his room before. Oh, wait, no. Isn't this the blindfold time? Yeah, it's blindfold time. It, it's blindfold time. I'm sorry. Blindfold time. We're there. We're not at the room yet. Yeah. So anyway, it's blindfold time. My afternoon is free because I own everything and, you know, you're taking care of the vines with your magical fairiness that you don't understand. That's right. So I'm going to blindfold you and we're going to have some more sexy time. We're going to do some role playing where I tie you up and pretend to be other dudes I'm allowing to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. We've gone from please give me your underwear to let's role play complete people, strangers that you don't know fucking you with my permission. Let's role play having guest stars. <laughs> like he goes from like one and a half to 99, this guy. So he blindfolds her. He ties her up with silk things to his um, bed. And then he's like, Signore Schmurfenberger really wants to suck on those titties. What do you think? And she's like, no, no, I only want you, husband. I only love you. And he's like, this will please me. Please me. And this is what a mistress would do for me. And she's like, okay, he can suckle on me. And so then, then it's then like. Then he makes her use dirty words in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's three different dudes who end up being able to pleasure her nipples and then go down on her and then finally fuck her. I honestly was worried this whole time because I was oh. like, is oh, he yeah. using toys? Because she does talk about the phallus is feeling different. Oh, yeah. Is he using toys or is there a human man in there? Has he just them? like stashed some guys in the closet and been like, come here, guys, it's time. Or can he make fuck boys sprites? Oh, I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> I think shimmer he can foreskins. Shimmer foreskins. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> anyway, we don't know who she's getting dicked by. We're hoping it's him. Because it's very much her point of view and she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But she knows that things feel different and she's not sure who's in the room. Yeah. She's pretty sure it's just him, but he's role playing all these different dudes. Yeah. Who want to do things to her. One of them being Lemieux. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. Monsieur okay. Lemieux. Okay. All right. So anyway, they do that and she likes it. And then he leaves her tied up and she's like, Nick, you got to untie me, man. Anybody could come in here. And he's like, you know the rules of the house. If a door is closed, nobody comes in. And then That's he right. fucks off for hours and leaves her tied yeah. up in bed and she falls asleep. <laughs> Yeah, he just leaves her there tied up and blindfolded, not sure who the hell just fucked her. And he's like, listen. And at one point he thinks, 
He deserved to be slain for this. Yes. Yes, he does. Maybe. (laughs) So then he comes back in and she's asleep and he wakes her up by like snuggling into her backside. And then he takes off the blindfold and he's like, can I come into you? And she's like, yes, of course. And he says, there's no of course between us. Do you want me? And I was like, and then in her internal monologue, it definitely, she was like, this is a new turn of events. Oh, like, I, get, I get consent here? What are you talking about? Ooh. Our marital relations have been my quote unquote duty up until this point. What has changed? Wait. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. There's a consent thing? Like, it's I got to know? It's love. Oh, love means being able to say, fuck, no. Yeah. <laughs> so then he makes love to her slowly and they. Yeah, it's great. They mm-hmm. have some orgasms and it's fine. Yeah. And then consent is love. Love is consent. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. The next morning, she's like, I cannot even look at this guy. I don't even know who fucked me. And he's like, you should look at me because it was great. And now we've had sex. Right. Now we've had some fun time sex like a mistress does. And now he's mad because he can't control his Randy boners. Yeah. He wants her all the time. Yeah. He can't control himself. It's just very sad. At breakfast, he has a big old erection and he doesn't know what to do. He He's sprung for love. You guys, it's a love boner. Mm-hmm. but he won't say it and that's yeah. that's going to become a problem yeah it's like a it's like a divining rod or one of those dowsing sticks yep. that you use to find water yep. only in this case the the boner means love yeah absolutely very very, dis, very very dis distraught yeah then he goes to visit her aunt right to be like hey i really want emma to come live with us like can you promised just, yeah like can we just have emma and the aunt's like no you have to fuck me i want to get into that fuck grotto I want both those dicks under the full moon. And he's like, OMG, how, how she, know? she knows. <laughs> and then he's like, I love my wife and my wife only. And I am I am in her bed and her bed alone. And all of a sudden, Isabel like wants to burn it down. Oh, she's not pleased about this whole uh-uh. feelings thing. Uh-uh. So she's like, Emma's with me. You know my terms. As soon as you take me to that fuck grotto, you can have the little under brat. the full moon. Yeah, I want you to get me pregnant and fuck me under the full moon, mm-hmm. and then you can have Emma. But otherwise, no. I want your what do they call it? I want your child seed. You need it. And he's like, "How the hell do you know about this?" And yeah. also, no. Actually, I don't think he she knows about the child seed. I think she just no. thinks that if they go to the grotto under the full, under the full moon, moon she right. would get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah, he's like, so "How do you know about all that?" Don't worry about it. Yeah, no worries. But he doesn't really conceive of her as a threat. Like, he doesn't quite. But he does. He tells his brothers that he thinks the threat is going to come from within Jane's family. Right. But he also. He doesn't take actual steps to, like. He doesn't warn Jane. No, exactly. He doesn't loop her in at all. He doesn't be like, wow, it's not really good that Emma's. Maybe I should just kidnap her because this is not good. Emma doesn't want to be there anywhere. Right. Yeah, he doesn't do anything to protect people except tell his brothers, hey, I think these people are kind of not good, but I'm not sure. Well, and then he goes to great lengths to protect her in other ways, though. Am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so then she's in his library and she's finding a bunch of herbal books. And the brothers, yep. remember, they told him about the Molly route. And they're like, the yep. curative? What does she want with the curative? Yep. And he's so dumb. So, so anyway, dumb. she's like, are you sure it's okay for me to have this book? And he's like, yeah, make use of my library. And then she says, my father says women should be kept ignorant. He believes too much <gasps> information would taint our minds and render us barren. <laughs> 
And then Nick says... That's why I didn't tell you about my two penises, in fact. That would be it mine. Is. Well, except that he yeah. says, I'm sufficiently confident in my ability to sire children you may make free with my library. So on one hand, he's making all the right noises. And on the other hand, right. he's playing fast and loose with informed consent. That's correct. Uh, yeah, he's doing a lot of omitting. Yes. Okay. Then they talk about flower erotica, which is like... Yeah, there's a whole a fun, flower erotica thing. And this is when he takes her to the room because she's like, she's like, don't, yeah. like, won't pleasure be more, more crazy if it's um between two people who love each other? And then he says, don't love me, Jane. I cannot reciprocate. Uh-huh. And basically, he's like, I have to deal with the vines and siring children. That's all I can concentrate on right now. Vines and kids. That's all I get. But let me take you to my red room of pain. Yeah. She says that she's not sure she can do what's required in a mistress and also remain a lady. And I did yeah. really like this part because he says, you can't help but be a lady, Jane, even when you're performing the tasks of a mistress. It's in your nature to be kind, intelligent and giving in both spirit and body. These are the traits of a true lady. Not fabricated societal manners, which I really liked. Anyway, making sometimes he makes the right noises. He does. He does. Then <sighs> he introduces her wow. to his magic dildo. Got a magic dildo. A magic dildo from a dead beast. A magic necrophilia yes. dildo? Question mark. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to have your magic necrophilia dildo. It's very important. <laughs> it's literally a penis. From a dead beast from Elseworld, and when you stick it into an orifice, it vibrates. It's a but vibrator. it only does that because it died of natural causes. Right. It wasn't killed for its. It's not like a rhino horn or an no. elephant tusk. It died of natural causes. It has to be roadkill. It cannot right. be. Yes, it, <laughs> it has be to murdered. die of natural causes, <laughs> and then it can be your dildo forever. <laughs> And it will give you an immediate orgasm upon insertion into a woman, but you cannot use it alone. Because it will fuck it you will to death. It will kill you. It will kill you with orgasms. It won't leave your body and it will fuck you until you uh -huh. die. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's really something, y'all. Oh, my God. It's, it's really, really something. Oh, it's incredible. God, it's incredible. And then um, there are other toys that he shows. Like later on, she shows somebody a whip that gives you a particular taste every time it whacks you. Um, yes. Yeah. It gives you flavor. Stuff. Yeah. Love flavors. Yep. These are all, by the way, Chekhov dildos. Yes, they are. They come back. Yeah. They show up later. Yeah. Okay. Golly, what does he do? They do sex in there somehow, but I don't remember how. Yeah, they do some sex. It was, well, it's, you know, the thing is when you've already got so much over the top sex. Yeah. You know, to toys aren't that exciting. They're not. No. The book needs to go up a level, which it does. Yeah. Oh, the one, the one thing that is important is that she's like, what if I want to put some things in you? And he's like, I'll accommodate you within reason, but it's hard for me to give up control. And she looks at him and she goes, maybe we'll work on that in this room, too. And he's like, uh, maybe. And she's like, he might trust me. With his butthole. With his booty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> that would be a whole other series, Pegging the Seder. Oh, Pegging the Seder. I would have you read all these books? Are we sure there's not pegging in any of them? I have not read two and three. <laughs> I will report back. <laughs> Please let me know if there's pegging. Don't worry. You'll know. Okay. Okay, so Holy she's balls. in love. She's fully in love. 
She loves the land. She loves the Seder. She loves everything. And she makes a concoction to get rid of her taint, not her perineum, but the strangeness. <laughs> Can you imagine if she was like crushing up herbs to get rid of her, <laughs> her perineum? <laughs> Listen, after after uh, after an episiotomy, I can understand wanting to get rid of totally. your perineum. I mean, like, episiotomies are no joy. Carry uh-huh. bottles all the way. But, like, I don't think that that's ever been a plot point. <laughs> it would make the DP later on a bit easier. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It would make so, other yeah. things a lot harder, though. So I'm glad she didn't do that. So if you're the reader of this book and yeah. you're, you know... Trucking along, you know, they've, they've experienced the Red Room. There's a magic dildo. She's got this thing. She's trying to get rid of her, 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 whatever's weird about her. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, hold on. We're at 70%. Mm-hmm. He has not introduced his double peens. Surely that's where the story will reach its pinnacle. <laughs> that he'll be like, hey, I got two dicks. And that will be, no. 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 It goes just, just crazy bonkersy. <laughs> It it, it it keeps going. This book is a gift in a gift. In, it, is a, it is a series of nesting dicks. It's, it's everything. <laughs> so she takes this thing and it just makes her pass out, but it doesn't work. She's still super yeah. fairy. She's super sad. It, nothing changed. Yeah. She's just, just miserable because now she's convinced that Nick is not going to love her because she's a freaky fairy. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to tell him but she also doesn't want to lose him because she does love him and so he comes into her bedchamber and because she's been so upset about her own thing she hasn't noticed his emotional landscape in a while no and he's not in a good place no and so she's like what's going on with you and he says to her i am trying to make a decision regarding you and it's um tough for me basically and she's like hey radical idea i know but if I am the person that this decision most impacts, why don't you let me be a sounding board? Like, I don't know. Could I help you make a decision that impacts my future and my life and my, you know, whole the whole deal? And he's like, that's a, huh, I never thought of that before. <laughs> wow. What? You mean like informing people of things that affect them is a thing that I could do? Yeah. So he's Wait like, till you meet both of my penises. Right. So he's like, I wish to leave you with child tonight. And she's like, you can't just like decide to do that. And he's like, no, wife, I super yeah, can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like totally can. That's within my power. And I was going to just like drug you so you didn't know it was happening. But now I'm hit with this crazy conscience and like maybe wanting to treat you like a partner and like a person with agency. And I don't know where that's coming from. And so... I'm wondering, like, are you down, question mark? Like, do you want my baby in you? (laughs) And she's like, you can't. I've wanted your child, but... ah." And then he goes, even if I can't guarantee that it will be human. And she's like, oh, fuck, he knows about me. Right. Part human, part something else. How did he know? And he goes, did you think I wouldn't guess your secrets? I'd hope that you would confide in me. And she's like, please don't. I know of your uncanny insights, your unusual abilities, and your physical abnormalities. Rude. I saw your breasts glow <laughs> with a passion not of this world, and you won't show me what's growing out of your back. That's right. And he, she's like, stop. 
And she's like, I'll just go. I'll get Ebba. I'll just go. Yeah. I will leave. And he's like, no, you're not. You're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. It's way too soon to moonful. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to put things in you, specifically <laughs> my two cocks. That's like, I, you, you don't understand. Yes. And he's like, well, what if I told you what was going on with you? And she's like, you fucker, you knew? And so he's like, yeah, you're a fae. You're a fae girl. Yeah. You're my fae girl. And I dig it. And I like what's grown out of your back. Yeah, your father is not your father. Right. He's that guy, that drunk guy is not your dad. You are half fairy. Right. Uh, there's a lot, but I'm about to get a really painful bone. Right. So we need to speed this conversation. No, we need to get along. going. Do you consent <laughs> or do you not? And so he t- he says, like, do you want to know exactly what will happen? Because I'm a I'm a satyr and it's the full moon and stuff and it's a capital C calling and I have to do things and I either do them with you or I make some some dust bunny fuck sprites and I do it with them. Right, right. It engenders within me and those of my kind a desperate desire to mate. Our bodies alter, which is understatement. Understatement. century. Mate. Our bodies alter. Yep. Period. Mm. Our carnal needs grow more robust. Uh Again, you're really underselling what we're talking about here, pal. Yeah. And then she's like, I've been, I've been taking herbs to prevent contraception. I'm so sorry. Or conception. I'm so sorry. And And he's like, he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, no. I've got this child seed that's like super child seed. And I can get you pregnant. Yeah, it's in another pocket. Yet another pocket in my groin. I got some, you know, super baby missiles just hidden away. It's fine. That's the one. And so he says, do you offer yourself? Which is like so gross. I was originally going to bespell you like my dad yeah. did to my mom because that's how it is. But I thought we would uh, I thought I would offer you a choice. Should I go fuck a dust bunny or <laughs> shall we make a baby? <laughs> and yeah. And she's like, those are so Melody is sitting here going, hold on. So your <laughs> my options are let you in this character's mind cheat on me or. Right. Let yep. you get me pregnant. Those are very extreme options. And that's a that's where a lot of the dubious consent comes in. Because you're like, yes, she's into it. Yes, she loves him. But also her choices suck, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Suck. So he's offering her <laughs> choices, but he's not offering her informed consent. Right. At no time has he said, I got two dicks. At no point does has he said, I can introduce you to my two dicks without actually getting you pregnant if you want to wait till next month or the month after. Like, right. do you want to experience the calling? Because I can do it without getting you pregnant. I have been my whole fucking life. Right. But I have to get you pregnant? No, buddy. No, you super no. don't. You super, you super don't. don't. And so she says, I offer myself, don't search out others to give you pleasure. <sighs> and then he goes, shall I tell you what is to come or shall we take it a step at a time? And this is where Sarah lost <laughs> her mind. <laughs> because Jane says, the latter, she whispered, don't tell me. I want you. I need you. Stay. Meanwhile, we who know what's happening are like, oh, honey, you made the wrong call. I mean, or the right call, frankly. There are some I mean, people who would be into this. There's, but, like, it shouldn't be a surprise. Ooh, like, it should uh, not be a surprise. and rationally, this should be informed consent. In terms of maintaining 
the appearance of virginity after they've fucked. Yeah. This is a whole other level. <laughs> this is this is this is intellectual virginity. It is. She doesn't know what's gonna happen. It she is. doesn't know about the hemipenes. Uh-huh. She doesn't know what's coming uh-huh. for her, literally. So it's another virginity. Yeah, you guys, she also doesn't know that the giant dick she has encountered up until this point actually grows like like bonus inches, he calls them later. Yeah. He gets yep. even bigger. It's it's fucked. Yep. So then, um, oh, yeah. then he says There's the most. There's a lot of motif of monster fucking. Oh yeah, I love I love it. So he says the most ominous thing you can say before you oh, do mystery sex God. with another entity. Yeah. He says, mm-hmm. no matter what passes between us tonight, remember that I'll take care of you. You'll suffer no permanent harm. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck so she says you begin to frighten me which is like another understatement of the century wait what (laughs) oh my god and then a thick vein along the side of his neck starts pulsing and he starts flexing and it's just and then he grows he grows goat haunches and then he grows two peens and then, yep. so then he gets her, he gets her some magical wine elixir. And then yep. she's like, I don't drink wine. And he's like, you won't get addicted. You do now. Yeah, you got to, because you're not going to like what I have to offer you if you don't drink this. And so he gets it her. It will make you desire what I offer. Oh my God. So on the one hand, he tells her that it's not going to impair her mind. On the other hand. It'll make you want it. But also when it's written from her perspective. It totally impairs her mind. She like doesn't oh, know what's yeah. going on. She just knows that she's feeling good feelings. Like yeah. it's not great. Uh-huh. But it's no, also it's not. amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. This book really braids consent into a whole yeah. tapestry of what the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a macrame of consent here. So he dicks her up as soon as he can. He gets both dicks in there. And then after he's done, after the first dick is satiated, it goes back into his marsupial pocket. He does use oil. Oh, yeah, he does of use oil. He does, bless him, he does use some some lube. Yeah. And he d- deep double dicks her. Oh, and a matted downy fur covers his haunches and calves. Right. And he's like, do you hate it? And she's like, I'm weirdly into it. Yeah. Yeah. Another feature of the calling. I like to think of them as bonus inches. Inches. Oh, my God. So then... Um, oh, also the anal dick is smaller than the monster vagina cock. So I guess that's nice. Um, it was a duplicate of his other penis, though, slightly, slightly smaller, slightly smaller. smaller. I feel so like it should be a lot smaller, maybe. Ah, I think he should be able to control its size personally. I he agree. This other, shouldn't he be able to just grow a show on command? And also, shouldn't he have been like making her rectum a little elastic in her mistress duties up until the calling maybe yeah butt plugs could have been a choice right so anyway he does that and then as soon as his dick slithers back into his body he's like my second penis will not bother you again tonight it is fully satiated now you just have to worry about my vagina penis and then you guys then (laughs) then then bonkers thing in the fucking world happens and that is saying something then we meet the seeker which is 
a tongue-like apparatus that comes out from behind his balls and like noodles up into her butthole and it slurps up his cum from up in there and it starts like healing all the abrasions that are in her butthole from the anal sex. And then it starts to go up into her vagina and he like bats it away and he's like, not now, not yet. You stay away from that vagina, you seeker. So then it slithers up and it starts rubbing on her clit. And he says that the seeker is going to keep her aroused and healed all night so that he can keep dicking her down without her getting permanently damaged. (laughs) It deposits a secretion that heals any small injuries my continued mating causes within you. It will... You will grow to appreciate it as the night wears on. <laughs> it's a little medic snake. Yeah. It just gets its little medic bag he's and it goes all up Two in appendages her. attended to her. So the, so to, to recap, <laughs> he's got two dicks and then the, the anus dick recedes. Like That's it's right. been satisfied. It's gotta go. But then there's the seeker. So technically he's got three. Got three. Three things he's going on. He's got three of them. The seeker comes out. And it starts providing first aid and eats cum. <laughs> yes. It's very important. It eats the cum first right aids. out of her booty hole. This is, you guys. this is really the only seeker we need anymore. <laughs> With the coming of the dawn, the seeker tucked its length under his bollocks and retracted inside him until it disappeared. Bye, seeker. See you next month. I'll miss you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think you didn't you didn't see that coming. I am totally enamored of this book. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it. What's that? Oh, what's that? Magical. Oh, that's the seeker. Oh, he yeah. doesn't even tell her. He doesn't. he doesn't even tell her he is a magical zamboni of jizz that's just gonna like drive through no and so she's like mid-sentence she's like i really like when you what's that what's going into my butthole he's like oh don't worry about it it's a seeker you'll like it you'll love it trust me you'll love it it's gonna be your bff as i fuck you maybe to death (laughs) like if not for this seeker i think he might fuck her to death yeah just crack her right now it's like a walnut Oh my god. It's the Zamboni of love and it lives under his balls. (laughs) (laughs) So I will tell you that I have a teenager. I have a teenager. Okay. And you know, you as a sex education professional, you're pretty frank about sexual things. So I'm pretty chill about sexual things. And I'm explaining this book to my son and I turn around and he has stopped walking. (laughs) He's like a half block behind me. Like, what the hell just came out? My mother's spell. What the hell? And I'm like, oh, that's not even the that's not even the whole thing. He's got two dicks. Let me tell you about the secret. He's like, no, no mom, just don't, just don't tell no, me. No, mom. It's okay. I I think I need to not know. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine too. You're missing out. It's in the Ken- it's in the Kindle library. If you're curious, that's right. <laughs> just let your Kindle know. Oh yeah. Also, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Going back to dubious consent. At the start of this, she's like, I don't know if I want to drink the wines. And he says, you must take me, Jane. His voice was graveled. I've imprinted on you. It's too late to go to another for relief. Okay. And then he does try to dick her in both holes. And she's like, ah, ooh, ah, ah, no, 
I don't think I like this. And he goes, try again. I swear on Bacchus's name, I won't injure you. <laughs> and then she's like, I need to be more drunk. And so he gets her more of the Randy elixir. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Uh, we're just warning you. Because oh, yeah. it did not bother me, but I can absolutely see how this would bother others. Oh, yeah. And and the hook upon which you need to hang your disbelief is, is, is skyscraper level. It is it is a very high ceiling. Yeah. So then she's pregnant. She's super preggers. She's pregnant and gestation is one month. But she doesn't know that because she's not listening because she's vomiting in the garden. And he doesn't tell her. He doesn't make sure she understands what is happening to no. her body in full. No. Oh, no. Tender, he, you're I mean, he does say it out loud and he thinks she hears it with her earballs, but he doesn't confirm. No. So she's like, I'm so pregnant. Blech. And he's like, we're going to be parents. Thank you, Bacchus, or whatever. So then she, I don't know, goes to visit her aunt, right? It just skips to her aunt's her aunt. like, you're hella fucking pregnant. Yeah. How did you get so hella pregnant? Have you been boning this guy since before your marriage, right. you naughty thing? And she's like, no. Yeah, she's what like, are you, talking about? are you sure that this isn't normal for one month in? Meanwhile, she's like, rest a dinner plate on your belly pregnant. Yeah, she's like eight and a half months pregnant right now. Waddling. And so the ladies try to needle a bunch of info about, like, the size of her husband's dick out of her. Yeah. They're Which? like, so now that we're all married women, right? tell me about the size of your husband's schlong, <laughs> which is a conversation that I do not have regularly with any women of my acquaintance. You know what? I'm pretty frank, and I don't think I've yeah. ever brought out the measuring tape in front of my friends. No. Yeah. But I mean, as we all know, it's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean sure. that is what gets the job done. Absolutely. And so, yeah, the fact that they're like, tell us about the size of his cock. I'm like, wow. Yeah, right. Ladies. Mm. It's incredible. So then her, her dad comes in and he's like, you troll up. You fucking get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. And so she fucks off. And the the aunt tries to like wheedle her way into the house again by being like, you know, I should be attend you until the birth or whatever. And she's like, no. And then um, when she gets home, Nick is freaking out. Not like sort of because she left and didn't tell him where she was going and also went to the one person who is the biggest threat to her and her family. Not that he told her that. Not that he gave her a warning or anything. No. Why would he do that? That would be silly. Yeah. Um, but he is upset because it is the calling. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Throughout this whole thing, he's been like, now that you're pregnant, I can't dick you at all. And she's like, but we could go down on each other. We could use our fingers. There are so many things we could do. Didn't you just show me that magic dildo? Right. That is a whole thing that we could figure out. And he's like, no, it'll, it'll take energy away from the child or whatever it's the satyr way and she's like i'm so horny and i hate this and i hate you but she also loves yep. him so anyway she arrives back at the house and he's like it is the calling so now all of a sudden i can dick you with my 14 inch monster cock and also my my second guest star cock and she's like wait you told me this would super hurt the baby what is happening and he's already too close to the calling to explain. He says out yeah. loud to us, but like, that's not yeah. why. You just don't really care about telling her what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. they do have that calling sex. 
And uh, she loves it, but also the whole time she's like, the baby, the baby. This is when his monster cock kisses her, like, the entrance to her womb or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hated it. His rut stretches her. And like hands gloved in wet velvet, they milked strong spurts <laughs> of his tongue. <laughs> so they have that sex all night, and she is eight months pregnant. And then in the morning, he's, like, just, like, elbow up looking at her being like something's about to happen something's about to happen and she gets a big tight pain on her belly and he's like she thinks she thinks they're losing the baby she thinks she's having she thinks she's having she's like get a doctor i'm in i'm in trouble there's something very wrong and he's like no you're fine he's like all is as it should be it's fine it's like what asshole in what so she is fully like mourning, but also dealing with the contractions and terrified so and dealing with pain and think that something's going very wrong. And he's like, no, this is fine. She does like a one big push and out splooshes a baby. And then yep. um, she's like crying because there's no sound. And then all of a sudden she hears a baby cry and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, is our baby OK? And he's like, yeah, we have a beautiful son and he's perfect. And she's like, I am so uh, tired. And he's like, yep. well, it's my Go turn. Sleep. You did all the gestating and the laboring, and I now do the bonding, capital B, bonding. Capital B. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She <laughs> sleeps for like a few days, and he just, you know, parks the baby in front of her boobs. When, well, he has to bring down her milk. Oh. Yeah, there's some milking. There is. She. Yeah. yeah there, so he puts that baby up oh. to her teeth. And the baby, like, sort of snarfles around and then is like, I hate it. What's happening? And so he's like, oh, is there a problem, my son? So he parks his mouth right around her nipple and sucks and sucks and sucks with his man mouth, his full grown man mouth, until warm milk splooshes into his mouth. (laughs) If you thought that a few years ago, all of the breast milk erotica was a new thing. Oh, no, it is not new. It's in this book. All of the things that you read now in Kindle Unlimited, they are all in this book. It's incredible. All, all of them are in one, one convenient volume. It is. So then two peas and a seeker. For the next, like, day and a half, she's snoozing, and he just keeps parking the baby up at her tit. Yeah. And he's, like, petting her hair, being like, we created such a beautiful son. And then she wakes up and loves that baby. And her body's entirely back to normal while she's Oh, yeah, because there's a there's a mystical power in the baby suckles that makes uh-huh. her body yeah. knit back into so place. It's like how nursing, you burn a shitload of calories yeah. in Seder Fairy, other else earth land. <laughs> you just go right back to pre-pregnancy. You just get that beautiful teeny of tiny waist back, that teeny tiny waist. You just snap that right That's back right. like a rubber band. Thank you, baby. Boing. Thank yeah. You. Mm-hmm. So then her aunt shows up, and her aunt is like, "You're so teensy, teensy. Oh no, you lost the baby. Oh no." And she's like, "No, and yeah. Well, everything's fine. she's not supposed but to she's tell beginning, her. Yeah, she's been told we're not going to keep. We're going to keep the baby a secret. We need to not tell. Yeah, because about he it. needs to bespell everybody's brains into thinking that she was pregnant for nine months. And until right. he can do, oh, he's gone to Elseworld because there's problems in Fairy Town with the succession. You guys, right? That's yeah, because we still have that whole whole thing with like a like a kingdom. That's the one in disarray. Yeah, that is all off page, so we don't actually give that much of a shit about it. But Nick gives a shit. Yeah, about so it. he's gone. Bye, Nick. Yeah, bye, bye, new father. And so then the baby cries because that's what babies do. Those fuckers. 
And so the aunt hears the baby and runs, runs, runs up the stairs and is like, is this your uh-huh. baby? And she's like, yeah, his name is Vincent and he's perfect. Get away from him. And don't tell anyone. Right. Don't tell anyone. But then, and then as the aunt leaves, oh, because the aunt is like, also, your husband and I have been talking about when we're going to start fucking. Hope you don't mind. And she's like, yeah. get out of my house. So, yeah, we discussed the possibility of a visit to my bedtime at a more opportune moment. Bleh. How you have not figured out that this woman is full of shit, Jane, right. I do not know. This woman is not ever going to tell you the truth, but okay. Yeah, cool, cool. So then um, Emma has, has caught a ride on the carriage, and so now Emma's at the house. And then in the middle of the night, they wake up. Vincent is gone. Isabel and, like, four of her Maynard friendos are there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. show us the toy room. We want those mystical toys. And also, we're keeping your baby, and like maybe you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So she shows them where the toys are. Um, we also find out that Emma is supposed to be betrothed to one of their husband, uh, one of their sons. It's like a big thing. Yeah, they're keeping everything in their related families. Yeah, and they have a plan to take. Okay, so she she gets them this whole caboodle full of toys. One yeah, here, toy take for the sex toys every and go, compartment. Just give me my baby. Yeah. Then they take her out to that fuck grotto and they're like, we're going to pierce your nipples and make you a main ad. And then we're going to have tons of orgy sexes and it's going to be great. Yep. Because apparently the mystical rings will make her into a main ad like robot. Yes. And they'll be able to control her and they'll be able to control the baby. Nick. And, and the they, baby. And Nick, yeah. yeah. And they want the baby. They want the baby. And yeah, they want that baby's future dick. Yeah. It's a whole convoluted mess. So. Then she's like, I have this big idea. Send Emma away. So they tie Emma to a tree somewhere else. And she's like, I'm going to show you all these fun toys. Look, there's this special dildo that vibrates in your body. Do you want to try it out? And they're like, we think you're you're um, tricking us. We're going to try it on you first. And so her step aunt does give her a big old orgasm with a mythical beast dildo. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. And she makes eye contact with some dryads in a tree while she's having that orgasm. And then she's like, more, more, give me more, sweet stepmommy. And the stepmommy's like, no, no, it's my turn. I'm going to put this mystical dildo covered in your juices. Oh, yeah, because she says you're going to wet it for me first. (laughs) So everybody grabs one of those beastie dildos. And all five of the ladies put them right up inside them. And then she's like, Dryads, help me, help me. And so then the forest comes out and vines all of them down. Very anticlimactic. Yeah. They're very easy. They're easy to subdue when you have magical trees. Absolutely. And so they, for the nice, for the four like extra Maynard ladies, the vines also take out the dildo and the nipple rings. Yes. But for the bad one, they just Isabel. they just hold her down until she gets fucked to death by that dildo. By that magical dildo. Woo! And then you think, I bet this book is over. This seems like a big no. climax. It is no. not. <laughs> no, it is not the end. Because you forgot, can't leave out the pox. Truly disgusting pox. Oh, yeah. And protection. And protection. I forgot about the protection. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's problems. There's problems. Nick has to go to the other world, and they are worried that they won't be able to protect her. 
but there are ways to protect her. There are better ways. And Nick nods reluctantly. The ancient ritual. I have considered it. Oh, shit. So once again, without telling her a fucking thing, he takes her out to that fuck grotto. And he's like, there's a way to protect you. It involves my brothers. Because I have to go away. I have to go away. And you need protection. And she's like, yes. okay. And so her brother, his brothers, like, appear from the mist on the edge of the grotto. And she's like, wait, are your brothers going to watch us bone? And he's like, yeah, they are. They definitely are. Because this is the only way to protect you. And she's like, I would rather be endangered. I would rather be endangered than have your brother see me naked and watch us fuck. And he's like, what about our son, though? And he pulls the baby card. And so she's like, well, I don't want to endanger my child. So, yeah, I guess I'll let your brothers watch us fuck. And then he's like, well, they need to also touch you as I touch you. And she's like, hold on a fucking moment. Your brothers need to double bone me, too? Yeah, your brother, my brother's mystical magic double canes need to also experience the cinnamon slit of your love grotto in order to fully protect you. And the baby, do it for the baby. You have to protect the baby. Do Don't it forget for the baby. baby. And they've all, you know what? They already know when we fuck because we're all connected by satyr blood anyway. This just makes it stronger. Drink some wine and bottoms up. Yeah, and then you're going to meld with them. And so... She's like, ah, so she, I really don't want to, but here I am drinking this wine. Here I go. Glug, glug. So one of the brothers takes her rain, who book two is about. I'm so excited. Takes her over to this, this um, statue of Bacchus that has footholds in the side of it. So that, and the stone <laughs> has been worn down where her breasts are, there showing are, that other breasts have been there, there before. There are titty marks. You know how when you walk <laughs> on really old stone steps, there's like a place where the foot goes. This is the titty. You spots know how you can see rest. your butt print in your couch. It's like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> but like it's that. Titty marks. With boobs and stone, and boobs have been there before. <laughs> so he fucks her right up, and he says. He says, you gotta, she's like, no man is going to give me pleasure. So I'll endure this, but I'm not going to come. I'm not going to let myself come. And then he says, uh, that's not how Yeah, that he says, the sharing won't work unless I make you feel the ultimate release or something gross. And so she lets go. So he starts tweaking on her nipples, her brother. And he says, like, sister, yeah. come for me. Come for me, my beautiful sister. And she's Ugh. like, oh, no, brother, here I go. I'm coming. <laughs> Ugh. told you every everything in KU is everything. in this book everything you've ever thought about I wonder if there's this kind of porn yes there, there is. is and it's in this and it's book. mythical uh, paranormal historical deliciousness so then that happens and then the two other brothers come over and they do some ancient satyr chanting over her and then the younger mm-hmm. brother lion Leon, I don't know what his name is Lion. And he's like, he fucks her on a bridge so everyone can he's like, see his dicks and Why don't her. we make sure that Nick feels a little bit of jealousy? And she's like, no, yeah. don't do that. And he's like, look at me do it. I'm fucking on your <laughs> wife. He's like holding her abdomen possessively and whispering yucky things in her ear. Like, wait a minute. Please. There's a part <laughs> when rain comes. <laughs> yeah. That I highlighted <laughs> with, a, with a muted bellow, <laughs> he creamed. <laughs> Spurting warm brotherly <laughs> semen. <laughs> I, I lost my fucking mind at that. Oh god! So then she's got a bone lying on the bridge, and he he positions himself that Nick 
and Rain, and Nick at this point has to be restrained, uh-huh. while Lion gives her the double deep dickin'. And, and then he says, I know it seems weird to you, but it's best for the sharing if we make the husband jealous. No, it's just best for the book. <laughs> if we make it. This has nothing to do with This is This is all just Ooh. cuckold. My God, it's incredible. It's every type of, every flavor of porn, every porn trope, every erotic romance trope you've ever thought Uh of is in this book. (laughs) Yeah. And then he says, come for me, sister. And she does. She comes right for him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Nick gets her. Okay. Then Nick takes her to this cave that is the gate to the Elseworld. So he starts. The love grotto grotto. Yeah, the, the, the inner grotto. And so he starts dicking her up and her nipples start glowing. And he his says, brother's leavings, his oh, brother's oh leavings God. paved his way, <laughs> making this third joining an exceptionally easy, easy one. Mm-hmm. And then her nipples start glowing. And he says, it didn't happen with the others. Only for me. This is in his brain. And her brain says yeah. back, only for you, her mind echoed. And then yeah. his orgasm, sw- the orgasm swelled quickly between them. And it says she could feel each drop of his jism meet and bond with those of his brothers. Three separate oh! masculine potions mixed together within her to form a powerful blend that prolonged her inner convulsions until she found herself sucked into velvet blackness. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then he says that she's fully protected from the irrevocable familial links formed tonight <laughs> yeah so now she can feel the brother's horniness she can feel the brother's yeah, boners they're they're boning shimmer skins and she can feel and it's like it. a brush on her clit and stuff <laughs> it's a peculiar feeling i'm not sure if i like it i don't want to physically join with them again there is no need now you will be safe when i'm in else world but there's one thing that they did not count on with the joining. Oh, and then the seeker made its way inside, oh. lapping up cream. The seeker shows up, and the seeker yeah, also is nice enough to eat her. His brothers come too. Slurp, slurp. Yeah, takes care of that little problem. It's a little zamboni of joy, that little thing. Oh my god! So how lucky I am to find you. He loved her. He hadn't said it, but he said he's lucky. And then he goes to Elseworld. And then, and the book's still not drunk, over, and we're not done yet. No, her <laughs> drunk ass father. Okay, so I want everyone who is listening to think what what possible thing, yeah, is going to be the true climax. What could it? The thing that possibly could be? it be? Okay. All right. So her dad shows up drunk with a box full a of phylloxera roots, <laughs> pox in a box, and he lets loose. He lets loose the crumbled leaves from infected vines onto the into the vineyard and infects the vines. And it turns out that their health is connected to the earth and to the vines. So when you sicken the vines, you sicken the satyr. And Nick comes back and he is very, very sick. The brothers are sick. Nick is nearly dying. And, and he says, we have she, to get to the vineyard. I know how to fix this. We have to get to the vineyard. I'm ill. I'm poisoned. I feel my brother's <laughs> illness. It's the pox. It came onto the estate through my, my father being an asshole. And I've brought herbs. I've brought... No, it will not work. You need to take me to the vines above the gathering place. And, and they we- collapse. <laughs> and we have to fuck. But here's the problem. 
he's he's dying. He can't get it up. And she's like, my constantly hard husband. What's happening? And so she tries stroking him. Yeah, they need to. They need to. Okay, so she tries just like touching some leaves, but it only goes so far because they're so sick. And he's like, the soil. We have to heal the soil. So you have to get naked and get in the dirt. Yeah. With your whole body. Your whole body. And so she does that, but that still doesn't work. And he's like, we have to fuck it out. We have to fuck it. We have to, we have to do seed into the soil. Heal them. Life blood. Through me. Through the. He cupped himself through his trousers. (laughs) Seed. Life. New. Is what he says. (laughs) In case you missed that, listeners, I'll go back over that piece of dialogue for you. Seed. Life. New. Fuck. And it's all separate sentences. It's so good. Yeah. So she tries. Suddenly she understood, which is great because I should. I didn't. His lifeblood was intertwined with their mating here on this land, breathing new life into the vines. (laughs) And so his shaft was limp. It didn't even twitch. She tried her mouth, simulating the sex act. He began to swell. Was it enough? Nick, come on top of me. I need to lie on my back for full contact with the soil. He can't can't do it. He mumbled. <laughs> so she straddles him. And finally, his she, fat and shaft she tries, thickened. Yeah, and she tries stuffing his semi-hard dick into her, but it doesn't really work. Doesn't work. And he can't nope. get on top of her. I need you to be on top. <laughs> so submissive. And so finally, she, she convinces him <laughs> to switch positions. And then she's like, what can I do to get him harder? I know. He lay on her. <laughs> Unmoving. Do you want to read no, this bit of dialogue? You want me do to do it? it? All right. If you if you guessed, here's here's the payoff. She ran her palms yes. over his muscled back and buttocks and let her fingers trace the furrow at his rear. A fingertip prodded his puckering, puckered opening. He jerked. His cock strengthened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He managed to move his hips in the barest of push-pull rhythms. Straining, she reached to get better access. He gasped as her finger moved knuckle-deep. Knuckle-deep. Sodomizing him. And then he says, cream. And she says, I don't have any. And he's like, then get your finger out of my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But that made him hard. And then they fuck. And they save the soil. Is that the best you can do? Fuck me, husband. Fuck me as I desire. Or shall I leave you and find my satisfaction with another? And there's lots of fucking in the mud. Mud, because it starts raining. (laughs) Yeah, they have mud fucking. If you really thought, oh, but they didn't they didn't have sex in mud. If you loved that true blood scene where Bill Bill comes out of the (laughs) out of the grave and fucks her right on the (laughs) Yeah, that's what we got here. That's what we've okay. got here, folks. And then he clasps her and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you. And then it's an epilogue, you guys, and everybody's happy and, and plentiful. And there's greenery and buzzing and bees. Yep. Earth world was, was seemed like a hostile place. And now there were sisters. And it's going to be great. They promised her a second kid. And now it's time for rain. And she was looking forward to the next calling. I am so excited to read Rain's book. He's like the fastidious brother. Yes. It's going to be incredible. My favorite part is the author's note where the author <gasps> wants to tell us about the great phylloxera outbreak of 1862 and destroyed two thirds of Europe's vineyards. 
But that's the author's note here. We're not going to talk that's about it. like peens or anything. No, we got to talk about aphids. All she says is, hey, guys, this was a real thing. I pushed it up 39 years. Don't worry about it. That's the whole author's yeah. note. It's so good. She's like, she's like everything else. By the way, here's the, here's the aphid science. <laughs> here's the aphid science. Love it. I love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I am devoted to Elizabeth Amber for the rest of my life. <laughs> I am so glad that when you asked me to come on your show and it was there something that I could recommend, I thought... Oh, they'll appreciate this. Oh my god, I loved every moment of this. It's really something. Wow, isn't it? Sarah, I'm the happiest little clam over here. Do you have a lady love? I got one for you. I give myself a meticulous manicure Ooh. once a week, <gasps> and so those are beautiful. Thank you. I have I have splurged on new nail polish. <gasps> I have watched videos for increased technique. I have really great manicure skills in the quarantine. Nice. So right now my nails are rose gold and one is a purplish glitter. And next week I'll be probably be all purple. My toes are currently sparkly blue. What gives me great joy is taking the time to give myself a very meticulous manicure because one, my nails look really pretty and I like looking at them. And two, I force myself to stop. I can't do anything when my nails are wet. Ooh. I have to stop. I have to rest. I have to take care of myself and I can't do anything else because my nails are dry. (gasps) That's awesome. Strategy. Wow. What a great lady love. Thank you. Nice. So if you'd like nail polish recommendations, I-L-N-P stands for I Love Nail Polish. Ooh. I like them very much. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Mine is get yourself pumped up. That's mine. So the other day I was standing in my kitchen and I was like, I have things to do. I don't really want to do anything. And I said, Alexa, play Jock Jams. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. It was the best. Let's get ready to have a pin. Yeah, man. Jock Jams or whatever, you know, whatever thing. Go, the seeker. Go, go, the seeker. Go. (laughs) So good. So jock jams, man, they'll get you pumped right up and you'll be ready for anything. That's a really good one. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. (gasps) Sarah, thank you so much. I love having you. Thank you for introducing me to my favorite book series of late, at the very least, probably of all time. Who knows? I loved it. I am so pleased (laughs) that I could share this with someone who would truly appreciate the utter, (laughs) utter... Incredible, incredible bounty. Oh, that is this. When book. you said two dicks, I was like, "Cool, that's probably the pinnacle." Oh, that's just no. the beginning, mm-hmm. you guys. No, and they save their they save their vineyards with sodomy. I can't wait to get back to you on books two and three. Expect right emails. Expect long emails, my friend. I I cannot because wait. I cannot wait. This is so good. Oh wait, where should we find you? Where can we find you? Tell oh, the people. I'm not on the internet at all. Or you can always find me at Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Yeah. My podcast is Smart Podcast Trashy yeah. Books. And I'm on Twitch at Smart Twitches. Oh. And I'm on Twitter at Smart Bitches. Yes. So come find me on the yeah, internet. Yeah, Smart Bitches We're hanging out. does an amazing service for the romance community, and we love them. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love being sought by the only seeker you ever need. (laughs) Look, if anyone needs 
a serpentine Zamboni that lives beneath your partner's ball sack. You have everything you need. You right do. There. It's got its little medic bag and it's going to eat all the cum. It's just so ready to serve you, that little seeker. Yep. It's just going to sloopy sloop right into your booty hole. It's like the sex version of a Mr. Clean Eraser. It is. It's like it never was. It is. And then it's also going to diddle that clip for you. Yeah. I mean, really. Whee! <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>